Rorschach's Journal, April 1st, 2019. Three friends talk about a brilliant graphic novel that was adapted nearly panel for panel, but it somehow doesn't work. Were the filmmakers trying too hard to stick to the source material? Is the graphic novel really unfilmable? Beats me. This episode is full of spoilers. Also, there's some not so super language, but you fornicators probably love that. Let's get into it. citizens welcome to the forge of potitude i'm dave michaels i'm brian betts and we are the cape podcasters this is a show where we talk about some watchmen and watch women i was ready you were paying for attention it. i was ready for it you're paying attention i like whenever <laughs> you're not paying attention i know and then you get thrown off and then i have to make a weird edit mark because you have to not catch this up time again. not this time you're here i'm here you know who else is here we have a special guest this week we sure do Number one, super sidekick, super fan, Steven, is in the building. A lot of supers. A lot of everything. Yeah. Steven, welcome to the Fortress of Potitude. Thank you for having me. Uh, as Kate Podcaster's number one sidekick, super fan, it's an honor to be here. Um, and thank you for letting me cosplay as Dr. Manhattan. You're um, very, very welcome. It's a little unsettling, but... I did no, want to show up blue and completely in the nude, so here I am. And no, thank you good. for letting me you, do that. I mean, you committed. It's, yeah, I just... I'm the one sitting next to you, and I could see it. And, you know, I'm getting used to it. And that's right. the thing that's bothering me. But <laughs> it's... Me and Brian will change seats midway through. We'll make it weird again. There you go. It'll be good. There you yeah. go. It'll be good. Why go. the it's... fuck did you pick Watchmen? <laughs> uh, it was... It was uh, probably my favorite graphic novel of all time. And rightly so. Yeah. The movie does not live up to that hype. There's your. There it is. Very fast take on that. There it is. Front and center. Bam. Um, It's a bad movie. It's a movie. It's a movie. (laughs) Brian's never seen it, right? I had never seen it before this. And what are your thoughts going into it? Just your your virgin thoughts. My virgin thoughts? Yeah. Before I watched it? How about we'll go before and after? Okay. Yeah. I had no idea what to expect. Okay. No. You had idea. the hype. You knew the hype. You knew everything behind it. Yeah. I, I mean, I was somewhat familiar with the, the subject matter, I guess. Sure. But I don't, I don't know. Now, were you familiar with Alan Moore's work in general? A little bit. Not a lot. Okay. I mean, like, I'd seen V for Vendetta. But, like, I know. Has he? Has Alan Moore seen V for Vendetta? I he no. hasn't. Okay. <laughs> he hasn't. That might be the only one he has seen, and that's why he doesn't see them anymore. Oh, okay. really? That's, yeah, yeah. He does, Alan Moore never saw Watchmen. Because that's, I thought League of claims. Extraordinary Gentlemen... Was the one that oh, the one that forced right, Sean actually. Connery into retirement? That movie, <laughs> <laughs> that movie, that movie. Yeah, I remember when that movie came out on DVD. I was working at Hollywood Video at the time, and people would come in asking for that movie, and my question was, why? <laughs> why? I think the first time I saw it was renting it from a Hollywood Video. There you actually, go. <laughs> yeah, it's meant to be. Yeah, that makes sense. I wonder if Hollywood Video had stock in that film somewhere down the line. Yeah, that's why they're out of business. <laughs> there <you go>. <laughs> <laughs> makes so. sense. There you go. Yeah, I'm having I'm in a weird spot with this movie. Yeah, me too. Because I've seen it probably a handful of times now. I've never said I've watched it for fun. It's always been just out of curiosity. Sure. Of like I'm going back to this movie. Now do you do the theatrical yeah. version every time or have you seen the other ones? I've seen theatrical once. And the first time I saw it was two thousand nine. It might have been opening weekend in, wow. when I was in college. And at the theater they lost power halfway through. Lucky you. And a lot of people left <laughs> <laughs> in that break. Does Someone, that happen? You used to work at a theater. Does yeah, that happen? Yeah, the power um, loss thing? Power loss, rarely. Yeah. Usually have backup generators. But there are other things that can go wrong with film. Now, my super senses are telling me that hold someone on, probably on. cut the power. Like, like what? What other things can go wrong? Your super senses tell <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me tell you about Nancy Drew. 
Nancy Drew was the bane of my existence when I worked at a movie theater. Okay. She would get caught all the time going through the projector and melt and light on fire. And I was always the one who had to be in charge of tr- Nancy Drew. So whenever I was there, it was like, Nancy's having a problem again. Go fix her. <laughs> okay. So I, I dislike Nancy Drew just as a person. Well, how about that? <laughs> but that's not the worst I've ever done. Now I'm interested. <laughs> um, Transformers, Revenge of the Fallen, I think. Is that the second one? Is it the second one? one? The second one. Okay. Whatever the second one is. Sure. It might not be Revenge of the Fallen. It doesn't matter. It's a Transformers movie. Yeah. We had a midnight showing. Back in the day before everything was digital, everything would come to the theater in these metal cases that had film reel on them. And you would have to, as a projectionist, splice together these film reels. Yeah. The one that this was shipped on was Old Heroes Never Die. Old Heroes Never Die. They always had fun nicknames, which was sure. interesting. They I had nicknames. I don't remember what Transformers was. <laughs> It was probably they probably didn't nickname it because nobody was going to stop. Michael it. Bay robot fight. Robots never die. They're, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. It was an explosion, uh, ex- explosion lens flare. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but basically, what happened was uh, we had three prints of it, I think. But for opening night, for the midnight release, we were going to play it in multiple theaters. So we had one that was going through three projectors, one film reel, and it just happened to be the one that I built. Okay. Now, when you're li- when you're lining up the film reel, there's like the soundtrack on one side, yeah. and then the, the video, and you tape it together. Do you just do a top and bottom splice on it? It's really easy to put an entire reel on upside down and backwards. Okay. So at one point in the movie, <laughs> you made Michael Bay unintentionally artistic, <laughs> upside down, and started playing in reverse. Better and movie. They they had to uh, better movie man. They had to issue rain checks for three full sold out midnight <laughs> showing theaters, and I didn't hear from my boss for like two weeks. Didn't get fired though, so I'd be curious to see the the Brian Betts cut. <laughs> I have a I have a strip of the actual print of the uh, of the film. That's what movies are made on. Yeah, yeah, I have a strip of the film that's that's probably a foot long. That's just hanging out somewhere in my among my items. Exciting that I own my items. That's what people call things. <laughs> Personal belongings. I yes. want to point out that yeah. this movie is so boring that we yeah. are no longer talking about it. And yeah, no, that's, that's good. And we're barely into this. <laughs> that's probably going to happen. In this yeah. You, what's the synopsis of this thing? And the weird part is, is I still don't know if I like it or not. Yeah, I'm still unsure. For how many times I've seen this stupid thing. I, I will say that when I watched it the second time, I liked it more. You also fell asleep. Take from that what you... I don't know if I did. Okay, <laughs> same amount. I might have fallen asleep in the first watching too, but... I don't know. I liked it better the second time. And you just... How many times have you seen it, you think? It came out, what, 10 years ago? Something probably like about five times. All right. Probably five times. And and viewing it for this, the first and only time I've been able to stay up through the full two hours okay. and 45 minutes. Proud of you. Yeah. Is Fun that, fact, yeah. actually... Is that theatrical? I, that's, the, that's the yeah. theatrical. It's yeah, not did, even the extended. I did director's cut. I don't know what the difference is. 18 minutes? That's it. Of Something what? like that? I don't know. Extended dialogue. And then there's the ultimate cut, which is... Another half hour, yeah. something ridiculous. Well, they, put well, they the Black Freighter. In. They sneak in the Black Freighter subplot, yeah, mm, which, which was which weird I in the book. That is at all. I skipped it in the book. There's no Everyone way I'm going to watch it. Everyone <laughs> did apparently. Yeah. What's your favorite thing about the book? Because I I love it. I love it too. Um, it, it definitely is probably one of my favorite graphic novels. Um, it, it's it's more complex than the movie gives yeah. it credit for. There's a lot of uh, you know, like we skip right over Hooded Justice and and those you know you get some a, of those. You get a quick look, a little bit. You it's get to see him. Look, you get to see yeah. him roughing up the comedian when yeah. he's roughing up Silk Spectre one. Yeah. Um. But they're, they're, they're it's great character development. Yeah. Excellent character Absolutely. development. That's and what it, was lacking. The 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 pacing is great. It really takes its time with the characters. Um. And that's something the movie just it, glazes right over. Yeah. yeah. It's a real real heavy 
Night Owl Tool. Night Owl Tool. Yeah. <laughs> it's good enough, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Night Owl 2 movie. Yeah. 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 A lot yeah. of Patrick Wilson. A lot of Patrick Wilson. Oh, Patrick Wilson. I got issues with him. What's your issue with him? I don't think he's good at acting. No? I don't think he's good at having a camera pointed at him when he has written dialogue <laughs> and then reciting that dialogue back in a believable way. <laughs> oh, okay. Have you ever seen Phantom of the Opera? I have. Dude can sing. Dude can sing. And but that's a weird movie. He's believable at singing, I guess. Yeah. When the when the dialogue itself is unbelievable, he can be believable. Well, the part that takes me out of Phantom of the Opera, if we want to really go down that it's rabbit hole, is Gerard Butler. Of <laughs> yeah, I'm going to watch the guy who I watched kick a man down a giant hole in 300 sing about music of the night. Who? Makes sense of that. Who? Yeah. Was supposed to be in this movie. He was. Yes. He was promised a role that he did not get. Uh-huh. He did, uh, didn't, he did something him. with Black Freighter. I think Black Freighter was... I think he was... did the voice or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I think that was Snyder's way of making it up to him, which probably was doing him a favor. Yeah. He said he did a, what is it, a rom-com with Katherine Heigl? Probably something. made more money. <laughs> That's fair. But also maybe not because Katherine Heigl... I hear she sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Universally disliked, yeah. I think. She's one of those, yeah. I get that impression. I have a bold question to ask. It's an important one. Okay. We've never done a Zack Snyder movie. No, we haven't. Let me hear those Zack Snyder thoughts. Uh, Less slow motion than I thought there was going to be in yeah. this movie. I expected a lot more slow motion fighting. And that's sad that that's there was the some, first thing you pointed out was slow motion. <laughs> other than that, I don't really know. As a fan of Snyder, loved 300, and I liked the little call-outs that he hid in this movie to 300. The number 300 yeah. was all in this movie a lot. Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot. Underwhelming, yeah. Underwhelming mm. for a Zack Snyder film. Yeah. Hmm. It's one of the things that blows my mind most about it is I love the graphic novel, and he used the panels in the graphic novel as like a direct storyboard, and it is done so beautifully. How, how he does it, why doesn't it work? <laughs> I don't get it. It makes me wonder why Alan Moore hates it so much. He doesn't know if he hates it. That's true. Never seen it. Yeah. You ever seen Alan Moore? Picture of him? Nope. Oh, you need to see Alan Moore to understand Alan Moore. (laughs) It all makes sense. Is this going to be like a Mark Steven Johnson kind of scenario? Once I see his (laughs) face, I'm going to be like, oh, that fucking guy. Nope. Think if like Rob Zombie fucked Anthony Hopkins Odin. Wow. That's pretty spot on, actually. Um, yep. That's, (laughs) that's, I was still picturing Rob Zombie and Odin having sex, but yeah, that looks like the result of what that would be. Oh, it's. It's pretty dead on. And I got to say, that's a friendlier looking photo of him than I've ever seen. That's, yeah, this is, I'll show you the one that I And he's still scowling see. in that picture. Yeah. Heavy on the zombie, light on the Odin. Yeah, no, for sure. This is the one that I, I most know. Oh, right. Wow. Of him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah good no. luck sleeping the night. Of, of course he's going to have issue with people Those are eyes that just look through you. The bag's under it. I can feel my soul. Oh, it's gone. It's Your soul's completely gone. Bye. It's been taken by Alan Moore. I think Rorschach's views towards humanity are probably Alan Moore's views towards humanity. <laughs> How insufferable. Rorschach? Yes. I kind of wish the movie was just about Rorschach. I uh, definitely wish the movie was just really? about Rorschach. Yeah. He just rubbed me the wrong way. Now, the movie fails hmm. with Rorschach in a spot where the comic book does a great job, and that might have something to do with why Dave and I love him and you don't. Okay. Now, in the comic book, there's a character that's briefly kind of shown in the movie holding a sign that says the end is nigh. That's... And he shows up all over the place yeah. without yeah. you knowing who he is. But he talks. He does talk. That's the issue, is that they didn't have Jackie Earl Hurley talking this. Right, right. And that is kind of yeah, like the high twist. He was just like that, that right. hidden character in all the scenes. Yeah. Like, and oh, there's a redhead guy again. And hidden in plain sight, because he has the exact same uh, trench coat yeah. that Rorschach wears. Yeah. It's just yeah. everything but the hat and mask. Rorschach's uh, character design kicks ass. It's yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I love the, the mask. Yeah. Big fan. 
in the comic book heavily implied that that is actually fabric from Kitty Genovese's dress. I heard that. Yeah, I did too, yeah. and it's, that's so strange to me. What kind of technology was Kitty Genovese working with that her dress was always changing not patterns? The, not the technology to call for help <laughs> on, a, on a phone. Just Ouch. out in the open and too soon. <laughs> is it? When? I don't know. Got me. I don't know. <laughs> hey, if Ozymandias can plan an entire end of the world around something that happened over 2,000 years ago, Kitty Genovese is too soon in my book. What is Ozymandias? Sorry. What's his nationality? Austrian he's played, English. Yeah, he's played by Matthew Good, who's English. English. <laughs> All right, was was this supposed to be a surprise when he turned out to be the villain? Because I knew immediately. The first time he was on screen, I was like, oh, that's a bad guy. Well, he's only on screen. Never. He's never on no, screen in this the movie. The first time they he show like him, I was like, scenes. oh, there's your bad guy. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't surprise me at all. I was like, oh, yeah, okay. Is he the bad guy? He's the that's villain of the movie, right. but is he the bad guy? And I think that's kind of what... And yeah. again, and I, I kind of don't think there's a villain. Right. Yeah. There, there's ambiguity to it yeah. because they are just regular-ass people. Right. Flawed human beings. Besides yeah. Dr. Manhattan, who's he's which we'll address the blue dick in the room when we get there. <laughs> it's, it's flapping around a lot. A lot. <laughs> I think it's actually pretty static the entire time. I'm amazed. It doesn't move a lot. I'm no, amazed but they, that... they said they like designed it after like a Greek statue where they didn't want to make it too big, but they didn't want to make it too small. So they just wanted to make it look natural-ish. Of... There's nothing natural about mm. a glowing blue dick. No. No, there isn't. Yeah. Very little. I don't know. Natural about it. It's strange. I was saying it was very little. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird movie. <laughs> what a weird In movie. In my head, I was just thinking about the sex scene with Dr. Manhattan and Silk Spectre too. Oh, with all the hands? A lot of hands. Uh, when he's like, there's three of them? Yeah, and he's not even technically there, what which move. I don't understand. What a move. Yeah. It's impressive, actually. Like, oh, yeah. She's really horny. Very. And her mom's really very. horny. Yeah. Her mom is very That's horny. a really horny Runs family. family. Hornier than The Incredibles. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so who actually has superpowers in this thing? I think only Dr. Manhattan. Only Dr. Manhattan. So it's just it's strange to me. Although everyone seems to have a weird superhuman strength that is yeah. just never really uh, touched on. Right. Rorschach puts a guy's head through a porcelain toilet, which I thought, nobody explained that no one to me. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. Uh, Easy. Yeah. Comedian punches straight through a wall. Ozzy, yeah. Not even thinking about it. Ozymandias apparently has some he sort of super, yeah, super strength and speed. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe but not, none that of that's name. ever touched on. Maybe that's one of the issues crazy. of this thing. Ozymandias? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I'm like, uh, Oz... Ozymandias. Now, that's a problem I have, too, actually, because yeah. you're pronouncing it Ozymandias, which is how it's said in the beginning of the film. Yep. And by the <laughs> yeah. end, and by the end, they're calling him Ozymandias. Yeah. Huh. So I'm not sure when I'm right or wrong. By the end of this thing, I was down a, a wiki hole. Yeah. On just uh, <laughs> random things. Yeah, that's... Of, I'm going to pay attention a little less because this is... And then you get just full-blown exposition bomb of, this is my evil plan. Right, yeah. right. I kind of like that he was like, I'm not a comic book villain. I'm not going to tell you what my plan is if I hadn't already finished yeah. it. And he put the whole plan into fruition 35 minutes ago. And the whole plan is that he has Dr. Manhattan building, I guess, a, a device to harness his power. Is that? Am I reading it right? I, I, I think. It's, and It's very He wants vague. to kind of frame Dr. Manhattan to thinking that like the world thinks that he blew up. Manhattan, yeah. more or less. Yeah. Uh, and other parts and, of the yeah. world, yeah, too. Other parts Moscow, of the world, too. And, Tokyo. Yeah, yeah because wasn't the attack in the book only in New York? It was. With... And <laughs> it wasn't even <laughs> was a big dark... blue bomb. No, it was an asshole monster. See, I think of it as the a orifice. vagina penis. Vagina penis. Yeah. <laughs> That's appropriate. It's, it's a 1980s yeah. alien vagina penis. That's uh, very appropriate. Neat. <laughs> neat indeed. Have you ever seen it? No. Luckily, Dave and I both brought we copies broke, of we it. We both have it. Ready to go. Um, it's called a squid in the comic book. Okay. But anyone who has at least one working eyeball can tell that it's a 1980s what? 
vagina Here. penis. I'm going to give you, this is chapter 12 of this. I'm just going to let you flip through. Okay. You just, why don't you give a live commentary a on lot of what blood. you think is a going on. A ton of blood. A lot of dead people. And are those tentacles that are... No, it's a vagina penis. It's, um, <laughs> it's got bumps on it. Not looking too good for the, the vagina penis. It's alien. How dare you? Wow. There it is. That, a giant orifice in the middle is... of it that looks like an anus. Wow. It does look kind of like an anus. And right above it is that sideways eyeball. Yep. yep. Little man in the boat. That's, uh, <laughs> that, wow. We've spent years looking, and there we go. We found it. There it is. Ozymandias' favor to women everywhere. Yeah. A, we found people it. People were upset that that wasn't in the movie. Giant pussy dong monster. I wasn't lying. That's, uh, wow. Pretty accurate. How about that? I like in this how they, they changed the ending. I loved it. Well, yeah. Every time I saw it, I love it every single time I see it, because I think the ending in the book is nuts. Yeah. Because it's only a direct threat to New York. And in this, they made it a worldwide threat, because why the hell would Russia... There's a Cold War story, by the way. Right. How Russia and U.S. and Richard Nixon is the president in the 80s. Five times <laughs> over. Yeah. Uh, to, great. Just, yeah. Pretty great. So strange. I love the way that they, they develop their alternate history. Yeah. It's really cool. And they commit to it big yeah, time. They lean in pretty hard. Yeah. No, Ginger Skull, Dave Novak, has an opinion on this movie. Oh, does he? How he says it came out 10 years too early. I, I could buy that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I kind of do, too. If if only for the lack of movement of Dr. Manhattan's penis. And while I'm sitting and here naked. flopping technology would be <laughs> yeah. in a totally different area right now. <laughs> and uh, Bubusty, uh, Ozymandias' tiger cat hybrid. Yeah. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Got it lit came up, out though. of nowhere. Yeah. It, it's it's a vital part of, I don't want to say vital. It's a part it's of a part. his character in the in, in the comic book. And I'm going to keep going back to the comic book sure, because it's so perfectly it's done. So much better than the movie. It's so well done. <laughs> it's it, it's just everything about it is a great read and it really pulls you in. Yeah. And then the movie tries to pull shit like drop Babusty off in the middle and just say, that's a thing now. Here's this animal with it, horns. It's blue and have fun. Enjoy that. Yep. Yeah. And then when he fries his own cat in an attempt to kill Dr. Manhattan, I'm supposed to care about it, but I just met Can't. it. Totally can't. There's a lot Six of and people and ago. who die that I just have no emotional attachment to. Go on. A lot of characters in this movie that are just like, oh yeah, that guy's dead now. Cool. I don't care. You mean like pregnant comedian girl that I'm supposed to care that he knocked her up and then like you're supposed just... to get like a shock factor thing there. Right. It's supposed don't... to be like a, a big like, oh what? No. Yeah. Eh. I don't even care about comedian's death. Tell you the truth. Honestly, it didn't. Didn't matter it didn't in matter. the grand scheme of I think they this. Did, I think they shot this all wrong. I think it should have been three movies. No, no. One is one is bad enough. <laughs> I think it should have been three. Why? I think you should have a movie about about the Minutemen, and then have a movie about the Crime Busters, and then do the Watchmen. Make me care about these characters. I don't give a damn about Hollis. Yeah. Night Owl one. None. Don't care. None at all. Nope. Don't care at all. If he had a whole movie, maybe a little more. I mean, you're coming into a, a universe at that point. Then. Yeah, and the problem with that is it's it's the characters that nobody really cares about that you're going to lean on in the beginning. But then there's characters at the end that we don't really care about either. That's true. I don't care about so, Daniel. I think HBO taking this and making it a TV show is going to be a good thing for the universe. Well, they also built on it, and I'm curious to see how they do it, because are you have you read Doomsday Clock yet? I haven't. Now, that's the sequel, right? That, it's okay. the one that Jeff Johns did, and I have a, a big love for Jeff Johns because of Shazam. But <laughs> beside the point, <laughs> beside the point, it's how the Watchmen are involved in the actual DCEU with, like, Superman and all those guys built in. But this is strange because this movie takes place in New York. Yes. New York's a place. There's a New York and a metropolis? 
and a, apparently a Gotham because at the beginning of the movie we see the old Minutemen in the opening credits, which is awesome. Yeah, how the old school Minutemen are are capturing these criminals. Yeah, and there's Batman posters up in the background. There is a Batman poster, and I have a well, theory on yeah, that one. Please, Doctor Manhattan leaves Earth as we know to yep. go create life. Yeah, I think that that life is the DC universe. Makes sense. I can see it's that. Better what we got, Doctor Manhattan. <laughs> Dr. Manhattan retcons his own universe a little bit, throws a Batman poster up in there. And actually, if you pay attention to that scene, I think it's Night Owl 1 who's yeah. saving someone, yeah. which would mean maybe he's saving Batman's parents, which means Batman wouldn't exist in that universe because they are in oh, front of a theater. They are. So I think that's Dr. Manhattan's own little Easter egg in his own world. That's fascinating. You like made Dr. Manhattan like a producer saying like, I'm going to slap my movie poster up here in front of this theater. Just trust me. There it is. <laughs> trust me on this one. There it is. <laughs> His super stuff score is going to go dramatically down because parents are living now. Yep. yep. So take away a point. So, sorry, Batman. Sorry. Sorry you have parents. People <laughs> en- that tell you. Enjoy hey, your happy, non-brooding hey, upbringing. No. Take off that costume, you goofy little boy. <laughs> is that a utility belt? Get out of here. If you look at this movie, we technically, I mean, parents, we only see one set of parents. And it's Silk Spectre. Yeah. And one of them dies on screen. Yeah. So there's that. There what do you think that. of the comedian? Because the comedian is apparently like the catalyst of this whole story for reasons. Yeah, I don't why? know what they are yet. Why? Yeah, I, don't I know. really don't. I don't know, but Jeffrey Dean Morgan sells it. He looks awesome in this movie, too. He sells it. Yeah. He commits. Absolutely. I like how in the drawing of this comic, how they had, like, he was named the comedian, but there was nothing funny about the character. Yeah. So Dave Gibbons, the guy who drew it, just slapped that little smiley face on. Is that afterthought? And it became the Iconic, symbol yeah. for the whole entire Watchmen. Yeah. there is nuts. There is the Walmart smiley guy yep. <laughs> all throughout this movie. Yeah. They plastered him on the fucking moon. Just, just rolling yeah, back did, prices all over the universe. I forgot about that. Oh, I must how, have looked away. How they plaster him on the f- actually Mars? I'm sorry, not yeah, the moon. It's Mars. Mars. They plaster him on Mars. What's yeah. with the whole Mars thing? Doctor Manhattan's got to get away. He's giving people cancer. He thinks, and he gets mad about well, all the people storming. There's him. a so whole face to face interview with Doctor Manhattan, yeah. where uh, that one reporter is just allowed to say whatever he wants, and he's allowed to have a gotcha moment on live TV. <laughs> A pretty planned one, too, because uh, Slater comes in and right. there's, you know, his she's little... She's all cancered up. No, she's she very cancered definitely up. fucked the Toxic Avenger. Oh, yeah. For sure. Too soon. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's he's just on Mars. He's like, I'm going to peace out. Bye. Yeah. And then later he tells he tells, um, he tells tells um Laurie that she left and he left the planet. But really, it had nothing to do with her. Why is, Correct. Why is he lying? But he lies again saying, like, I... I like, I'm your tool to save humanity, and you're the only thing that's kind of connecting me to humanity. And you just, you just bone Dan. I still don't so understand. Why do I, care? I don't understand why he's so consistent as a character, Dr. Manhattan. Sometimes he can see his own future, sometimes he can't. It's whenever it's convenient. It's like he can walk people into his own future. He's like, he says, like, You're about to tell me that yeah. you slept with Dan. It's like, <laughs> so do you know? Do you not know? <laughs> he just shows up in the basement. He's like, You're going to try to talk me into saving the world right now. Let's go to Mars. But then other times he's like, <laughs> I didn't know that I that this lady had cancer, but it was in his future. He should have been able to see it. Should have been able to see yeah. it. Granted, it wasn't him that gave him the cancer, but still. But still. But still, he could see his own future. He should have saw that moment. Well, he could see it to an extent, right? Because yeah. Ozymandias slash Ozymandias. Ozymandias. Does some sort of sci-fi technique where Doctor Manhattan cannot see his future beyond a certain right, point? Right, he spent two billion dollars with tachyons or something. I don't know. It's words so <laughs> bad. <laughs> uh, sciency stuff. He can't see the future. But then well, the thing is, the the seeing the cancer happens before he can see her talking him into 
So it's like it's so inconsistent. The movie's a mess. It really it really is. From a storyline perspective, which again is interesting because they have perfect source material. It is so like perfectly adapted in air quotes, I guess, because yeah. it's dead on to the graphic novel. And yeah. still to that point, the movie's a fucking mess. There's a <laughs> giant plot hole dead center where so Rorschach has his whole obsession with it is people are killing masked heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Not sure why he cares so much because he doesn't seem like... He's the only like, one in a mask. Right. And at that point. Well, he doesn't seem sort like of. someone who takes his life too seriously if someone really was coming after him that way. But he's yeah. obsessed with this. Um, he goes and gets his old partner, Night Owl, to join him on this quest. And in it, they somehow find this underworld where Ozymandias is architecting the end of the world, yeah. kind of. But nowhere in the actual investigation do they find that he's architecting the end of the world. They just find that he hired <laughs> this one guy... <laughs> who they think is still out to kill mass killers or mass heroes rather yeah yeah, yeah. also well, antarctica huge pothole though <laughs> they they break yeah. into his office they find out that oh he's funding pyramid scheme yeah, whatever a, that was yeah. that just right. says boys yeah that he was, does yeah so he does michael jackson have you guys seen leaving neverland yet no i have not no. okay no uncomfortable parallels there <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> and somehow breaking into his office they find out Somehow. Somehow. Hey, he's going to end the world, so... I mean, that's, that... a, that's a classic DC leap of, oh, this must mean this. Batman does it all the time. And I'd be happy if we even that's had fair. that conversation. We don't even have that conversation. No, that's no. true. They bust that's into the true. folder, and then the next thing I know, they're on their way to fucking Antarctica, <laughs> which apparently Archimedes goes really fast, because they're, they're in a day's time tops. Yeah, that's a... This is also in a time where it was very popular, just go hack a computer. Because even in Iron That's Man true. a year before, Pepper Potts hacks her own boss's computer, even though she probably had the password for it and she didn't need to do it. And then, of course, you have Obadiah Stane sit down at the computer and go, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I always took it as she was hacking into Obadiah Stane's server. Maybe. Which is why she needed the password. You left that out when we talked about it. Well, I come up with things after the fact. You keep trying to defend that movie. Yeah. Well. <laughs> it's fallen. It's fallen hard. I don't want to talk about Iron Man stuff. <laughs> We're talking about DC stuff. Damn right. It. Focus. Or don't. Whatever you want to do. Hey, whatever, <laughs> you know? It's this the Watchmen, yeah. yeah. Do whatever do you whatever want. Do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. There are no consequences. Go about your day. <laughs> the rules are out the window along with the comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, uh, that was a cool shot. Where he it is flying out frame per frame from the graphic novel. <laughs> Makes sense. Which, if Ozymandias just has to kind of kill him just to yeah. set his wheels in motion, why do you take the time to beat the shit out of him for five minutes straight? I think, he, I think he just really dislikes him. Want to do it for funsies. I don't know. He's an easy character to dislike. Yeah. Because, again, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan does act the shit out of that character. He does. He's one of two people in the movie, I think, who can act. Billy Crudup sucks. <laughs> like, a lot. I have so many issues with <laughs> Billy Crudup in life, just in general. Not in life. His film life in general. Film have, life. Have, like, almost famous? Supposed to be a rock star? Oh, yeah, I don't buy that. Not even a little bit. You seen Big Fish? Yeah. He's terrible in that movie. I love that movie. He's like the worst part about that movie. Yeah. I'll never forget. I, I saw that movie like three times in theaters because the story's terrific. But when he comes home, he's like, hi, mom. Like, <laughs> And you're like, Billy Crudup, why? Why? Also, if you're above the age of 16, just be William. Or Bill. Bill, Bill at right. the very least. Right. That's right. a good point. Having, you'll hear it next week, Shazam. But having just seen Shazam, that's a Billy. Yeah. Because he's, he's a 14-year-old boy. Right. Exactly. That's fair. He's going to go by Bill or William somewhere in the near future. He has to. Or maybe he'll just be Billy until he dies. He's a superhero. He can do what he wants. And again, <laughs> that's the attitude of this whole movie. Yeah. Just Why not? Okay. Why not? Have a ball. I have a question about... It's about Zack Snyder again. Okay. 
Why does Zack Snyder have so many director's cuts? And why are people demanding so many director's cuts of Zack Snyder? He just announced that he's doing three director's cuts of his own for charity, where he's going to screen Dawn of the Dead, I want to say Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Bullshit, or whatever we're calling <laughs> it today. And I want to say it's Watchmen. Really? Yeah. I could look it up. I'm going to get Google alerts about Zack Snyder. And that's, that's, that's going to really bring all my days down. But we'll do it, listeners, because I love you and stuff. What do we got? Nope, nailed it. All right. Why are all three of these movies, why does he have to have so many director's cuts for the things that he's made? Why can't there just be the cut? Maybe it's like a, a lack of trust from producers. Warner Brothers? Warner Brothers. They're all Warner Brothers properties. Yeah. Or did they do Dawn of the Dead? I don't know, but. I don't know. Dawn of the Dead kicks ass. Huh. I love that movie. His movie. You don't want to play with this at all. No. <laughs> I don't want to play with Dawn of the Dead. I well, it's interesting because everyone's demanding they want to see the Snyder cut of Justice League. Why? I don't know. Why? It's another view. Maybe it's a better view, but we don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. All right. That's tough. Why is it tough? Uh, because Justice League is a garbage movie. And I, don't I haven't know. seen it, so I just kind of want to have to... I want to know if there's another option out there in case I hate it. Maybe. Oh, that's a good point. Maybe, maybe it'll be better. I can't... You've seen Justice League? I mean, if it's I three haven't. hours long... That's fair. Is I, it three hours long? No. Oh. I mean, I'm saying... That's going to be a turnoff to me. I'm saying if the director's cut it's gonna make my three hours my long, then why would I... Real flaccid. <laughs> hey, hey. I have no interest in that. No. Your blue penis or a three-hour cut of Justice League. <laughs> that's pretty fair. Yeah. I don't even know where to go because this thing is just, it jumps all over the place. I, I have so many issues with the tone of this movie because, yeah, it's dark as shit and brooding as shit. Oh, yeah. I think the music's one of the worst things that's ever happened. Oh, okay. I didn't hate the music until it got to that sex scene. With Hallelujah? With Hallelujah. The yeah. worst version of that song I've ever heard. Yeah. Why? Why? Sex scene part two. Right. Because uh, old Danny boy couldn't hold it back. And hence, hallelujah. Yep. We got it up. We got it up, and we're going to town. You might have just saved it. You might have saved this movie. <laughs> Snyder's going to call you and say, thank you. I'll run next to you. Perfect. Yes. What is, uh, what's so magical about Silk Spectre 2 that all of a sudden Night Owl 2 gets it on and He's ready to be super again. He's like, all right, let's do this. Let's take, let's go Rorschach's way. Let's do this. So I was misquoted, actually. There are two super people in this movie. One, of course, Dr. Manhattan, and two is Silk Spectre's vagina. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> Has the ability to make you super again. Yeah. Make, no. Nope. nope. Don't. Nope. Don't. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's dangerous, too, because you're wearing a red hat with our Cape Podcasters logo on it. Be careful with what you say. That's true. I need to get this hat in a different color. <laughs> That'd be really cool if they traded Nixon for Trump. Would it? I think it would be because this Nixon is a clown. Oh, and the longer the he movie goes on, the less, the less believable he is. 100%. 100%. He's like, not even trying. Is his nose getting bigger as the movie goes? I think so. It's like a Pinocchio thing. I think that was Snyder's way of saying, I get it. You're uncomfortable with the blue penis. Here's one on a man's face. <laughs> <laughs> Flesh colored. Like you're used to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To bring some normalcy back to the movie. And apparently they put Nixon in there. They wrote Nixon in because they didn't want to write Reagan in because they thought it would be too political. And I guess everyone just understood Nixon sucks. So I, let's just I put guess. Nixon in. I don't know. They do hint a little bit to Reagan. You get they kind of that cheeky little who would want a cowboy in the White House, etc. Right. Well, it's a Back to the Future moment. Right. Right. Who's the president? Ronald Reagan. The actor! <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of the costumes? They're weird. Yeah. They're very weird because of where they fall in in dating, I'm going to call it. Okay, yeah. How I thought they they didn't match the time period, if that makes sense. 
I felt like the Minutemen costumes kicked ass. Yeah. They looked amazing. They were Golden Age comic book, and it was so good. I get that you can't buy these 80s characters and, like, spandex and stuff like that, but I feel like they were too far in the future, if that makes sense. They looked like Batman costumes in the 90s. Well, he's supposed to be a Batman ripoff. But they looked looked like Val Kilmer Batman costumes. Yeah. Like that type of I think they were actually, they were based off of Joel Schumacher. Were they? Batman costumes, so. Explains the Dutch angles. Yeah, oh, yeah. We'll get there. Not as many as Thor. We'll get but there. Bat nipples. So Bat speaking nipples. of <laughs> so speaking of costumes, then, they tell you very early on that Ozymandias and Night Owl 1 are the only two people who have come public with their identities. Yeah. Right. This is DC Universe-ish, so I get it with Superman and Clark Kent and all that. But Comedian just has a fucking thing over his eyes. Yeah. He Zoro's it. I know who you are. Neither of the Silk yeah. Spectres wear a mask. Not at all. No. Just... Here Doesn't she even make a mention of that, like, mug. you can hide your identity or something like that? Yeah. It's so... I wasn't paying attention enough. It's but. so inconsistent. It's yeah. so inconsistent. And th- there, it's even said at one point, Ozymandias is talking tonight, I will want, uh, too, when he comes in and, and they have that early scene where he's playing with the toy of himself. Um, <laughs> Rorschach must have figured out <laughs> that we've revealed the, our identities to each other. But Rorschach then shows up at his house. Yeah. He then knows Silk Spectre is outdating. They all know each other. Yeah. The yeah. movie's a mess. Real it really small is a world. Mess. Real small world. <laughs> yeah. Real small. Real small New York City. That's, <laughs> that happens actually a lot a, in comic movies. Yeah. Tiny, everybody <laughs> says it's the tiny city. It's the, the little apple. They've hinted at that. The crab, the, the crab apple. Yeah. The crab apple. <laughs> Steven has a theory about who he thought should have directed this movie that I think is pretty important to talk about. I feel like I wouldn't be the number one sidekick super fan if yeah. I didn't at least call back to Mr. Favreau and how on the fucking nose this Old movie Johnny is. Boy? Old Johnny Boy. I'm going to do my, my John Favreau salute. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's going to slam my hands. Yeah. My heavy hands on that heavy. table. Yeah. They're very heavy. <laughs> if the movie was any more on the nose, yeah. it'd be a weird pair of goggles on Dan's face. <laughs> it's, it is... It is <laughs> It is on the note. I mean, when when Night Owl 2 meets up with Night Owl 1 to talk about the glory days, yeah. there's literally a sign that says, obsolete things, we fix them. I get it, man. I get it. Good for you, All Snyder. Right. Good it's a good for Twilight you. Zone episode, The Absolute Man. But <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is uh, even the song choices. That oh, are, God. Uh, Hallelujah. Yeah, hallelujah. Well, they didn't they, they pulled the music from references from the book. They did. They did. They shouldn't have. No, probably not. That's, that's, they shouldn't have. That's one where Snyder probably could have deviated a little bit and it would have served well. Should have. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate what he was trying to do in trying to stay as true to it as possible. At the same time, he's a good filmmaker. This film is so beautifully shot. For sure. Yeah. And he uses the same guy for 300. I, I had his name. I lost the name. But So we're in agreement that it's not Tyler fucking Bates? There was a score to this? There, there was, was an score. actual score to this. Yeah. You're not saying that, that someone's fucking cat fell asleep on a piano somewhere. Oh, maybe. And that's what maybe. made the ominous tones. The only time I really noticed yeah. it was in the um, the scene where Silk Spectre and Night Owl Two show up to the prison. The prison break and they scene. do they do that hallway fight before way before Marvel ever does it. That's true. That prison scene is pretty cool. It is pretty. Cool. I like that a lot. And I'm also a really big fan of Danny Woodburn. Oh yeah, plays big figure. Big figure. He's a little person. Yes, and he kicks ass in everything he's in. But here he's kicking a lot of ass. And I like how Rorschach is just in like that ass cell. Kicked. <laughs> <laughs> I like how Rorschach is just in that cell in full control of everything. Oh yeah, he knows it too. And in that interaction, and I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves because I know we'll get there because I am the sidekick super fan. And I know how this show works. Of course, 
But Rorschach delivers some great fucking one-liners. Rorschach's the he man. Sure yeah, does. some great one-liners. Again, I there. love Rorschach, and I don't know why you don't love Rorschach. I'm looking at Brian here, dead in the eyes, <sighs> trying to figure know. you out. He's just such a negative Nancy. Well, he's, no shit. He's it's got DC. something. He's got something bad to say about literally everybody else in the movie. Yes. What makes him so great? Have you seen his costume? Oh, he's got a he's got a mask that moves. Neat. He's awesome. He's he looks really cool. Yeah, that's good enough for a DC movie most of the time. Yes. He drives the whole movie. I yeah. like when he gets he gets kicked in the face by Ozzy Mendias, Ozzy Mendias, whatever Ozzy it is. Ozzy Man. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy. And all the ink in the mask goes to one side. It's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Now I that's... Like, yeah. I like how it literally bookends itself because you don't start with Rorschach's journal. Rorschach's journal. Christian Bale should have played Rorschach. <laughs> <laughs> Too tall. Where's journal? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what was the whole deal with the journal, by the way? The whole deal with the journal is it's meant to be more of like a, a noir type thing. Yeah. Like a Raymond Chandler, Sunset Boulevard, right. Billy Watt. I'm going to... Fine. Keep going. Keep going. Things... You, do you know what I'm talking about? Barely. Yes. Film noir. Yes, film you noir. have the ominous... Like... <laughs> I didn't say <laughs> West Side Story. Oh, okay. <laughs> But you have the voiceover, the character's internal monologue that's kind of black and white. There's the, all the light coming through the shades. The guy's smoking a cigarette. The girl walks in. They're called Venetian blinds when you look at it that way. Well, yeah, it's a Billy Wilder thing. I love Billy Wilder. Sure. Film noir. Film noir. Okay. It, but yes, it's supposed to be that type of thing that he's dictating the movie that way. He's narrating the movie that way in his own way. Okay. He definitely drives the story too and he gives you a good sense of time, place as things are happening. Yeah, um, I, I more so mean like when he dropped off the, the journal at the end. So I, that's, yeah. that's how he gets the truth out. I took it as he got the last laugh That's about how a comedian <laughs> died in New York and he got the last laugh. Definitely uh-huh. two on the nose. Got it. Got yeah, it. no, Favreau. Okay. So doesn't that mean that the Russians are going to be pissed again? <laughs> Completely. I think that the... That this oh, the, you guys bombed Moscow? And, well, I think you know, that it's a band-aid. The whole, the whole story is a band-aid. How you have... They say Dr. Manhattan attacked New York and attacked all these other cities because his energy thing was was in whatever. His energy wonky. signature was in whatever Ozyman built. And how do they know what his energy signature is? It's blue. Okay. That's, that's fair. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's the answer I was looking for. But then everyone is now peaceful because now they all just have a singular enemy in Dr. Manhattan. They have to defend against him. And Dr. Manhattan gets it. Dr. Manhattan tells Ozzy Man that he's cool. right. You did it. I'm going to leave this world. Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go be a Martian. Yeah. And hunt man? Uh, different character. Martian Manhunter? <laughs> no? Yeah. <laughs> he's green. Martian, Martian Manhunter. You're right. So. Maybe the Martian soil. There's oh, a yeah, whole primary yeah. color thing on Red it. plus blue equals brown. So That's right. That's right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what is that big structure he makes on Mars? Glass. It's why, big glass structure. Why is, he, why is he making big glass structures? He's just blowing the glass on Mars. He, he literally says, glass. I love there's no sign of life on Mars and everything here is natural. And then he's like, by the way, I'm going to make this giant structure out of glass. I think, and what it does poorly is that is... Dr. Manhattan really being the god character that he is now okay. accepting that he is. Creating glass structures instead of human life? Hey, you I know. know a couple glass blowers. I don't think they're gods. It makes me dark. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> don't tell them I said that. Brian says you're not gods, but you you make neat work. They have a complex. He so. makes this whole... Do really? I, I don't know. I don't know anybody that blows glass. Do you know anybody that blows glass? No. Let's be careful with glass blowers. They have fragile egos. <laughs> fragile product, too. Yeah. Thank you. That's... John Favreau. I favored you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I felt the need to. <laughs> you really like the music? Some of it. Most kind of. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. I like Bob Dylan. I like Simon and Garfunkel. 
Well, I literally have written down as I was watching the movie. The I'm pissed sucks. off. I'm pissed off that I'm listening to Bob Dylan. Dot what? dot dot. And now Simon and Garfunkel. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was a yeah. decent soundtrack until it got to that awful cover of Hallelujah. Well, let me tell you this. On Screen It, our good friends at Screen It. Oh boy. The music here for Scary Intense is listed as heavy. Heavy. For inappropriateness, it's listed as minor. Oh. So Well, Simon and Garfunkel aren't throwing out too many F bombs. Well, it's very ominous, apparently, here. Hello, darkness, my fucking friend. <laughs> is this the Dan Band from old school? <laughs> it is now, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if they did that with any of those classic songs? That'd be amazing. Hey, Jude, don't make it fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> the reason why they said, Screen It said, them on their high horse. You familiar with Screen It? I'm not. We've talked about it in the past, and Screen It is this one review company that talks about movies, just they break it down to the bare bones of it. Okay. And they are shit suckers. <laughs> they, they're on such a high horse that they can kind of command who watches what. And they, I get why they do it. They do it for parents, parents to talk to yeah. kids and all okay. that stuff. But it doesn't make it funny to an adult when they read back on it. Sure. Why are you talking about it? So for here, for music for the inappropriateness, they say the song I'm Your Boogeyman has the lyrics, I'm your boogeyman, I'm your boogeyman, <laughs> turn me on, I'm your boogeyman, I'm your boogeyman. Do what you want. I'm your boogeyman. That's what I am. I'm here to do whatever I can, be it early morning, late afternoon, or at midnight. It's never too soon. How is that inappropriate? Boogeyman is scary. Oh, goddamn, Brian. <laughs> because we can look at a flaccid blue penis, but I don't want to think It stays of... flaccid, though. Even while he's boning, it stays... Can you imagine that? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even the sense that... All right, so when... Silk Spectre 2 is laying on that bed, and you see the two blue hands going up to her, and she's getting off on that. And Finger tastes like a battery. You see two more blue hands go up there, and then you see flaccid blue penises everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. How distracting would that have been if they were just uh, straight up a blue raging bonus? I boners? feel like that might have changed the rating. Probably. Frowned Strangely enough, I would have been more invested of like, like oh, is this going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about how unsettling that line is that you just alluded to? Oh. Your finger tastes like licking a battery. And then she takes his whole fucking blue thumb in her mouth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's weird. I needed a minute. I really did. I was like, oh, is that what I you're had, into? I <laughs> had to do a lap around my apartment and cleanse my thoughts because just, I needed a minute after that. I crazy. immediately went to my junk drawer and pulled out a battery. <laughs> Just started licking the battery. I was like, oh, okay. Now I know what it's like to fuck Doctor Manhattan. It's That's it. You it's did it. Speaking of which, it's still in. You fuck Doctor right Manhattan. Now. Fuck, marry, kill. Please, Rorschach. Yeah, Doctor Manhattan and the comedian. I'll let you go first. I got this. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck Doctor Manhattan. Okay, because he is flaccid, as we've said. So I feel like he would take his time and be gentle with me. That's fair. Uh, you're gonna have to kill Rorschach. That's just a level of instability that I don't need me. I need, <laughs> need around me at any time. Fair. So fair. Who's my third option? The comedian. Comedian. Yeah. All right. I will marry the comedian. That's that's a lifetime of hijinks that I could get used to. <laughs> hijinks. Sure. Yeah. Hijinks is playing hijinks. very yeah. lightly. Your husband has been in Vietnam and he has impregnated a woman and then killed said woman. How long was he in Vietnam? That woman was very pregnant. She was very pregnant. He must have been there a while. Which... How efficient or inefficient is Dr. Manhattan? Because putting out your hand and making people blow up yeah. really should only take a few moments. But, but he does it one at a time. Those <laughs> visuals are very cool. Those visuals are cool. They're, they're visuals. Awesome. When you cool. see them, they go pop. I, yeah. like, goes, pop. I like it when he's giant. And I like that they had him wear underwear. In <laughs> yeah, they made a choice. That's a choice. That is a choice. Yeah. I'll give you mine. Okay. First of all, you said Dr. Manhattan's going to go easy on you. Yeah. Sure. Motherfucker, I'm the driver in that situation. <laughs> <laughs> he's not getting it up. <laughs> But yeah, I'm still fucking Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, so, of course you are. I feel like I'm going to kill the comedian. First of all, he's not that funny no, for having been the comedian. Also, 
Seems he'll be a little rapey. I just don't trust him. Seems? He's he's very rapey. He's pretty rapey. In fact, we almost watch him rape. And Rorschach, yeah, I can deal with. Seems like he's never home, which is fine. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to tell it how it is. He's probably going to hate me, and that's fine. That's totally fine. He's going to call me out on my flaws, and I feel like it's going to make me a better person, just in general. And he's going to write about it in a journal. He might not even tell me them outright. No, he definitely writes it as he's looking you in the eye. He's very very passive-aggressive about it. He's, he's, it's, it's, October it's, 13th, yeah. Dave didn't take out the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just toxic for everyone involved. That's pretty fair. Yeah. But I, yeah, I'm going to marry Rorschach, I think. Okay. It's going to have the mask on. It's, it's a lot choice. like Brown Baggin. Yeah. When you look at it. Now, speaking of marrying the comedian, so yeah. ag- again, the movie does a piss poor job of this where he almost kind of rapes Silk Spectre. Yes. But then she's still pregnant with Lori, who you find out is his daughter, and right. I don't care about yeah, it. Yeah, and that's why I think job. that Silk Spectre 1 is just horny as all hell. Yeah, because sure. she ends up going back to the guy who tried to rape her. Yeah, well, and, and the, says, why don't you finish the job? Ah, okay. I'm, in the comic book, that relationship's very ambiguous. Sometimes yeah. she likes him, she kind of loves him, and other times he is raping her, and, you know, <laughs> Silk Spectre 2. <laughs> other times he is raping her. And Silk Spectre 2 is a product of that. Yeah. Um. And it's that makes her an interesting character, whereas in the movie, she's just, like, washed up in yeah. Florida, horny, looking for a Where cool boy kind of. Where she gets a phone call from Hollis Mason, Night Owl 1, and starts twirling the phone wire on her finger of just like, man, my finger's going to fuck this phone wire because nothing's fucking me right now. Right. Wow. Right. It's correct. I mean, good for her. At her age? That's great. What did she say? She's 63? 67, 67? I think. 67? Something good. like that. Nice. Huge makeup's okay. It's not terrible. It's okay. I mean, when you realize that uh, Carla Gugino? Sure. I don't know how to say her name. Gugino? Gugino sounds Gugino? Sure. I think it makes Feels a little more Italian. Yeah. Carla Gugino is only seven years older than Malin Ackerman. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. When you look at it that way, it's... Malin Ackerman. Malin Ackerman. She did a Leslie Bibbin thing for me in that suit. That's fair. Yeah. When she's in the suit. Not so in much any time out of the suit. No. Because I think she's kind of weird. The suit. I think her choices in acting were strange. Where it's basically just like, all right, I need to either be slightly brooding and angry at the sex I'm not getting, or I need to just ride anything I could possibly find Dan. Yeah, and was Dan really her best option? It's Patrick Wilson. It's Patrick Wilson, <laughs> plus 25 pounds for the role. Yes. Plus <laughs> 1986 glasses. Yeah. That are just... Yeah. I bought that this is a guy who wears glasses. It's, they're always covered in rain. And he takes them off, he wipes them off, puts yeah. them back on. I, I was like, yeah. I identify with that. Wet Do glasses. You? Okay. Sometimes it was you, yeah. something, you know? It, there had to be something in the it movie was not, that I was not, like, I was like, yeah. that right there. I've done that. <laughs> and, and therein lies the problem with our character development. How there yeah. is none? They're not yeah. relatable. Not at all? No. Dan wears glasses. Nobody, Why are they going to the bone zone? Nobody in the movie. I relatable. don't get it. I have a weird question. Okay. I found the scene where Dan and it's Lori is Silk Spectre too. Yes. Where they got it on. In the flying the flying machine. Archie? Archie. Archie. It looks like it's just a floating allies thing. Yeah. Whatever it is. They got it on it. And I found that sex scene really uncomfortable. And I don't know why. I feel like they were probably uncomfortable. Probably. My question to you is, we've seen a number of sex scenes now while we do this. Somehow. Where do you rate them? Where do I rate them? Yeah. And I know in Daredevil, we didn't see that one. No, no. We saw the director's cut. Thank God for the director's cut. So we didn't see them. Mark Steven Johnson for the win there. We didn't go to the blind bone zone. (laughs) Um, where do I rate them? While you're looking and archiving sex scenes, yeah, I've seen Malin Ackerman in three cinema. Have you? 
in, in, th- in three Where? three pieces of work that I could think of, that she she is the trucker's girlfriend in Harold and Kumar yep. that Harold and Kumar get a turn with. Are yep. you kidding me? Nope. You see her tits? We just talked about Harold and Kumar on Next Toxic week. Avenger. Oh, yeah. No. You, <laughs> last week. Last week. Last week. We just talked Retcon. about Harold and Kumar last week. Yeah. You see her tits there? She is the wife in Billions. You see her tits very first time you see her. And as Silk Spectre too, I have now seen so her tits. you're saying she lets it hang. She lets it hang. Okay. Which is weird Fair because enough. they're quite perky. <laughs> they sexualize every woman in this movie. Yes. I feel Big like time. pretty strongly. Even the old one. Even the old one. She's the horniest out of the bunch. Maybe not Jenny Slater or Janie Slater. No, no, she's cancered up. That's all we really get from her. Oh, no, though. We get the flashback. We have a sex scene with her, too, and with John Osterman. That's Dr. Manhattan. You're right. Yeah. We do. So, yeah. every. Do you think she licks his finger there, too? Is that like his just move? Tastes like, <laughs> just tastes like finger. Billy Crudup sucks. <laughs> All of his lines are delivered just so monotone and slow, and I just, I can't. This movie is obsessed with sex. Now that, now that we're really getting into it, the more I think about it, there, as I'm looking, not a single character that doesn't have some sort of sexual preference uh, kind of mentioned or injected into the film. I mean, even Rorschach's unhealthy disdain towards sex. He can't right. stop talking about oh, sex. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says the word fornicate more than anybody I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. E- even the Fornicators. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because he walked in on his mom, right? Yeah, or well, yeah, like his that. mom was a lady of the evening. You're right. Because it wasn't nighttime. It, no, it's, yes. I don't, like, what kind of guy leaves... A prostitute, and then rubs the little kid's head as he's walking out. Forrest Gump's principle. That's fair. There you go. <laughs> nailed it. Okay. Absolutely I, nailed it. I rescind my question. <laughs> That's all Rorschach really needed. That was just a feather gently floating to the floor in that apartment. Yeah. And he would have been fine. I guess. You need to hang out with Elvis or, more. Or polio. What did Forrest Gump have? What was wrong with his legs? I don't know what he had. <laughs> did he ever tell you what's wrong with his legs? No, I don't think so. I understand he's slow mentally, but then why have the physical disability? Just so it's a double whammy. <laughs> Forrest Gump's a weird movie. Forrest Gump is an awful movie. It's not a good movie. Yeah, I stand by. And the thing is that whenever what? I pop into Thank it, you. No, because I pop what? into Forrest Gump probably, not physically, but into the movie. Are you guys human? <laughs> what do you mean? Are we human? What, what is the dislike about Forrest Gump? Uh, it's the Watchmen without superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> it takes nailed a, it. Takes Absolutely a, nailed it. Takes an alternate timeline and just runs on way it too just fucking says, long with it. Here's a tone we haven't talked about yet. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. Did Forrest Gump ever meet Nixon? I think yes! so. Oh no, maybe is it oh, JFK? It might have been. He did JFK because he showed him his ass. Yeah, he got right, shot. Right, got right. Shot in the butt talks. Yeah, but then did he meet anyone after that? I must have had me about fifteen Dr. Peppers. He did LBJ, I think, too. Yeah. But who did he meet? Did he ever meet Nixon? I don't remember. I don't uh, think so. Which is funny because movies of that time really did like to spoof on Nixon. It's easy to. lost there. Yeah. It's really easy to. Yeah, he's a caricature. Why don't? Why do you like Forrest Gump? What's not to like? A lot. I. A lot? I don't know. It's John good. Favreau might as well have directed Forrest Gump. Well, the last time I saw it, yeah. I was of the age that I needed everything spelled out to me. How old were you last time you saw it? I don't know. It was, it was probably like 15 years ago. I least. need you to watch that movie now. Okay. Right this second. We'll wait. All right. Is it on Netflix? <laughs> I don't think so. It's definitely not on Netflix. <laughs> If you had a hard time yeah. staying up for The Watchmen, good fucking luck with yeah, Forrest Yeah, I actually Gump. think Forrest Gump's a really, really good hangover movie. Of You can put that thing on the background and pop in whenever you need to, and you're not going to miss anything. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you're going to be playing ping pong. Sometimes you're going to be in Vietnam. Sometimes, sometimes you're going to be on a shrimping boat. <laughs> shrimp gumbo, shrimp stew. How do you think that scene would be received today? 
Uh, people be like, this is gone it's a problem. long. That's a problem. It's a lot of shrimp products, Bubba. Yeah. I'm allergic to shrimp. I still, I don't have a problem with that scene. So. Why would you? You don't know what you're missing. In oh, any I've, of them. I've All the stuff you're it. saying is delicious. Have you, had have you had an issue? How do you think I found out I was allergic to it? <laughs> when did you find out you were allergic? I must have been like seven. I got very sick. You were enjoying some, yeah, I can imagine. Some popcorn shrimp. Little, it was a popcorn shrimp. And red lobster. Well, that's your issue right there. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's Red Lobster that did it. It wasn't the only time, though. There were other times where I ate shrimp and got very Like sick, after? So. After the fact? Yeah. So you didn't learn. I mean, who does at seven? So what happened when you ate the shrimp? Are you familiar with this? Um... Licking a battery? Yeah. Yeah. My whole face went numb and I tasted batteries. Sure. My throat was doing this thing where it didn't want to stay open. Okay. And then I vomited and I was okay. How did you vomit while your throat was closed? Well, well we the, the thing fact... about a stomach and, and the, the, the lungs... They got different pipes. No, I understand that. Yeah, but so if if your if your windpipe is getting smaller, your stomach. You're, are you suggesting that your stomach pipe got larger? I have no idea. I don't like. <laughs> you don't know how the human body works. Nope. I don't like <laughs> it at all. I don't like the pseudo southern accent you're using to us <laughs> as you explain biology What's to that? us. Well, I was. I got really into the Bubba character. <laughs> the first two for his gumpy. Mama yeah. said that that alligators and Max. I got all them teeth and no toothbrush. It's a different movie entirely. <laughs> not wrong. More watchable than both of those. I have a. I, I have an answer. By I the watched way. that movie three weeks ago, and my wife walked in and said, "Why are you watching The Water Boy?" And why I said, "Not. Why not? <laughs> why not? How do I feel about Forrest Gump?" A why a not? Movie that you just I compared Forrest Gump to years. the Water Boy. Hey, you just put them on the same plane. I don't know if I would go that far. <laughs> no, you did. You absolutely just did. I don't. I don't know. One of them takes place in. Good luck editing. Bio Labatra, by Bio Labatra, Louisiana. Oh no, we're leaving it. Yeah. <laughs> and one takes place in Greenbow, Alabama. Greenbow, Alabama. That's right. So well, I remember a lot about that movie. Yeah, for fifteen years ago. I need you to watch that movie again sometime soon. Okay. Just for your adult sure. Brian's sake. Sure. And you're gonna go. Uh, I've been living a lie. Whoops. And the only good scene in that Tom movie Hanks, is when he's running you and you hear "Run on Empty" from Jackson Brown playing because it's awesome. It's a great song. It's a great song. It's a great moment in that movie. It's uh, it's fine. Also, there's AIDS. What? Also, there's a Haley yep. Joel Osment kid. Oh, you know what? I think Jenny might have a, a magical vagina, too. Jenny. Jenny. I don't think she has a magical vagina in the sense that she's just been around the whole time. And that's all he knows. Is that's true. That's a pretty girl. We got to be real careful talking sit on like the bus. <laughs> got to be real careful. By the way. We get off a watch. We Mal- stay off a watch. Malin Ackerman <laughs> has been nude in five movies and four TV shows, according to Mr. Skin. So you're going to have Mr. Skin in your search history now. It's my iPad. Who cares? I thought you were going to say... It's been there. <laughs> so. No, it did not autocomplete. She's doing whatever she can for work. Misconduct, Wanderlust, Watchmen, Heartbreak Kid, I saw Harold Wanderlust. and Kumar go Didn't to White Castle. Heartbreak Kid, that's right. She's the crazy uh, yeah. crazy fiance wife. Billions, Damn. Billions, Easy, The Comeback, and Entourage. Harold, am I wrong about her and Harold and Kumar? Oh, no, she's there, yeah. Oh. Where, oh, was she in, where was she in, what was the other one you said that I cared about? I don't remember. Wanderlust? Wanderlust. What'd she do there? I'll show you a picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gee. Brian's on Mr. Skin right oh, now. Oh, actually. Oh, I didn't know you had to have a... Uh, you have to sign in? You have to sign in now. Brian, put in your password. We'll look away. No, uh, I don't have an account <laughs> for uh, for Mr. Skin anymore. What? Well, they, <laughs> they do bill you nondescriptly, so yeah. Whatever you say, big guy. <laughs> they actually put in an envelope that says Pyramid International. <laughs> I put it If next you to my, want me to bring it back to watch it's me. It's next I to my folder. as far as boys. <laughs> That's it. And there's the most asexual character's sexual vice is boys. There it is. Whatever was, is gay, right? Uh, he, it's hinted at. Sure. So through. are uh, Captain Metropolis and Hood Justice. Yes. But they're barely in it. That they're barely in it. Yeah. But there's actually, this makes me question screen it once more. 
And so is how silhouette. in sex and nudie, sex and nudie, sex and nudity, sex and nudity, <laughs> sex and nudity. One of the things that they have an issue with is we see some scantily clad women and stereotypically dressed gay men of the 1970s in front of Studio 54. Those That's are the, the village people and David Bowie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Screen it. Get off your fucking high horse, man. Uh, right. Why is it? There are some. Trust me. They're stereotypical gay people. Come on. Wow. That's kind of fucked. That is kind of fucked. I thought you were going to say they're referring to Hooded Justice as in all gay men walk around with a noose around their neck. He does walk around with a noose around his neck. He does. Want to know something fun about Screen It? Oh, what? What episode was it Deadpool that I had to sign up for Screen It? Yeah. So I had to sign up for Screen It, which was my nightmare because now we're on the grid and we don't want that. Yeah. I'm still getting updates from them. Really? It's only supposed to be a three-day trial. (laughs) So. Do they have one for Shazam? Probably not yet. Uh, That makes sense. You should see, see Shazam. Can okay. you Our episode's not coming out for Shazam until after it comes out in the theaters because we saw a sneak peek. See Shazam. Yeah. Trust me on this. So we can talk about okay. it here if yeah, you want. How did you see it? Uh, anybody who knew that Fandango was doing the promotion. Oh, okay. Yeah. People who love the big red cheese. Like this guy here. I don't hide it. I won't hide it at all. Lovely. He's my boy. But You're my boy. We saw it. Red. It's fantastic. It's one of the best superhero movies you're ever going to see. You'll hear it next week. It's fantastic. It's pretty good. It's Are you familiar good. with Mark Millar's Superior? No. It's and a ripoff of, up right it's, now. it's a ripoff of Well, he's Shazam. a rip Shazam's a ripoff of Superman, so perfect. But it's the same thing where a little kid gets to be a big superhero. A man. big man? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. You ever seen Big? I have seen with Tom Hanks. Oh. That's a movie that has the same actor as uh Forrest Gump. Yes. <laughs> yes, to, it is. To bring it back to something that I want to talk about. No. <laughs> Forrest Gump. <laughs> If Tom Hanks were in this movie, <laughs> what role would he play? I'm, I'm struggling because... I'm leaning Daniel, and that hurts me physically. Moloch oh. the Mystic. Just as a quick one-off? Yep. See, I don't like it. See, I'm struggling because I could see him in all of these roles, and I think that attests... Oh, I think he might have been a very good Night Owl 1. He's not old enough for it. I think he aged everybody up, well, except for Stephen McCaddy, because he's already an old man. Yeah. But I don't know. There's nowhere for him to pop into this movie and make sense. I don't know. I think he... That's a problem. This he, doesn't pass, he could be pass my Hanks test. I think Dr. Manhattan. Yeah, I think You he think so? Spent some that. time on an island by himself, sure. on Mars by himself. It practically writes Makes itself. Sense. And it's not Billy Crudup, and that's a win. <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> he sucks. Better movie. <laughs> I want to put this out there for a personal reason. Okay. It's not coming out for a year. A potty nomination for worst actor. Oh, Billy Crudup. Oh, boy. We're going to do that again? <laughs> yeah, I threw one out a couple weeks ago also. They're going to keep happening, that? and if we remember, we'll do it. And if we don't... Actively trying Let to forget. Let it live. Let it live. Okay. Let people like things. Like Forrest Gump? Yeah. Why? I don't know. You have no idea. I give up. <laughs> <laughs> I do let people like things. What's your favorite superhero movie, Steven? Don't tell him. He'll ruin it. No, I won't. He'll ruin it. No. You're He'll good. talk you out of it. You were totally fine. Go ahead. What do you got? Probably X-Men 1. Oh, now you've done it. <laughs> now you've done it. He's safe. What? Yeah. There's no yeah. problems with that movie. And I want to go... And I want to go on Except record. for all the ones listed in the two-hour-long episode we did on. Well, I want to go on yeah. record and defend the Toad Tongue because I enjoyed the hell out of it. Please. Get out. Is that it? Get out. That's it. That's your defense that you enjoyed it. I was a little boy. There was a cool CGI tongue. Oh, but that's not a good defense for Forrest Gump. <laughs> no. He had a cool CGI tongue, maybe. <laughs> why would Tom Hanks need that? This that's why Jenny follows him everywhere. This isn't Kung Pao Enter the Fist where he has tonguey. <laughs> Tom Hanks wasn't in that. He should have been. Maybe. Didn't need to be. That movie's perfect. Through and through. Perfect. I don't understand you. Why? Because <laughs> I have an affinity for bad movies? I'm on record somewhere in one of our earlier episodes saying, 
Freddy Got Fingered is fantastic. And I'll you, say it again. Also, Green Lantern, fantastic. Oh, you're you're going to let him just say that. I don't remember the last time. I think I saw Green Lantern once when it was in theaters, and that was enough for a lifetime. So yeah. I don't remember. No, you're enough. right. It's, that's enough. I don't remember. That's more than enough. He to also know didn't that get the brilliant. He didn't get the director's cut. Sure didn't. It's needed. It's very needed. It's necessary. It doesn't make it a significantly better movie. It makes but it a it little bit better. Yeah. You almost said it doesn't make it a good movie. No. Showing your hand that it's a bad no, no, no. movie. If there were an ultimate cut of Green Lantern, <laughs> that's 30 more minutes. That's too much. I would kill myself. Why? It'd probably be a sex scene with Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively. Okay. All right. You rewrote me back in. That's all I needed. He's, he's doing some funky shit with the green ring. Oh, you're... Oh, it tastes like batteries. Your ring tastes like... <laughs> Just need to recharge my my ring hand. <laughs> that would be an incredible uh, orgy of just Doctor Manhattan and the Green Lantern. They could do it. They could just they manifest. Could just make shapes. Forty yeah. people more there. <laughs> just a bunch of green women <laughs> or blue women. I don't know. Doctor Manhattan's a new. I don't know. I have no idea. Doesn't seem interested in anything. He's into science. Slashes. He's very science. He loves science. Well, that's why his symbol. Yeah, hydrogen. hydrogen. How about that? I know things. Look at you. Yeah. I know you got that from IMDb. You stop it. <laughs> I want to get into this early because it's something that we always talk about and it's important and I think it matters, especially with this movie. This movie is polarizing. And I still don't know how I feel about this movie because I'm probably going to watch it again and again and again and I don't know why. I will probably watch it again, but not anytime soon. No. It's I will movies, never watch it, this movie again. This movie just kind of flows over you. Yeah. It doesn't, you don't take anything away from it. You know? But it just... It's just there. Once the HBO series starts, I probably won't watch this movie, actually. Okay. But if that's garbage, I won't watch anything. Just Nothing ever Shut again. down from the big yellow no, letters. No more. No, I, I don't mean. I mean, no more TV, no more movies. I'm done. I'm out. Completely done. Yep. Brian's Safe. bringing radio back. Safe FM. for Forrest Gump. AM. Yeah. Only Forrest Gump, but <laughs> audiobook. <laughs> Naturally. The audiobook of the novelization There's a, of Forrest there Gump. There is an audiobook of the novelization. Apparently, is it narrated he, by Tom Hanks? No, but apparently it goes to the moon at one point. What? Yes. Guys, have we discovered <laughs> have we discovered weird parallels between Watchmen and Forrest Gump that are just going to go forever here? It's very possible. I think he's in universe. I like it. I'm not against it. Yeah. We never went to Alabama in nope. this movie because Alabama is bright and fun and nice. It's not nice. There's AIDS <laughs> and there's a mother dying of cancer and there's a lot of things wrong with it. Yeah. I don't think Forrest Jr. is Forrest's kid. You don't think so? No. Do you think it's the comedian's kid? Yes. Okay. <laughs> 100%. 100%. <laughs> Oh, at this point in the movie, you might have realized we're not going scene by scene because it's impossible. Yeah, no, that's... An hour into this thing, <laughs> it's impossible to go scene by scene. I have a question. Rotten Tomatoes, 1 to 100%. Steven, lead it off. The story is garbage, as as we've went over. It's just a mess front to back. Uh, the story's but, good. The telling of it is terrible. Right. The telling of the yeah. story and the pacing of it is awful. But Zack Snyder knows what he's doing behind a camera. So I think because of that, I'm going to go with 63%. Okay. I was going to say 72. Wow. Steve is going to win this battle because okay. it's 64%. Wow, I was close. Yeah. I've been dethroned. Briefly, yeah, for sure. Where do you think it falls on the list of top now 68? It will be probably 69 in a few weeks, but 68 Fitting. superhero movies on Rotten Tomatoes. 61st. 59th. Brian Woods, 61 on the nose. Wow. So on the nose. He, he thinks he has it figured out. You got your thrown right back. Pretty well. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get the 68. Yeah. You were my sidekick for a moment, but... Do you think that's fair? Now we're back to the natural order of things. <laughs> that shows how polarizing this movie is. Yeah. Is that it falls oh, yeah. there. How it's 64%. Yeah, that's not very good. It's sandwiched by Unbreakable at 69%. 
and Spider-Man 3 at 63%. Wow. wow. But is that a fair spot? I think so. I think it might be too, but I don't know why. Yeah, I can't put my finger on why it belongs there, but it does. Okay. I've also not seen Unbreakable, so. Unbreakable's great. That's what I've heard. I'm a big fan. It's on the it U- is. It's on the UB2 list, so. Slow, but it's very good. You seen Unbreakable? Years ago. Yeah. Yeah, years ago. A lot of people rave that fans of Unbreakable really like how they went from Split to Glass, and it's a nice little trilogy of that. But of Whatever that is. Yeah, of the Shyamalan-verse. Oh, neat. Yeah. <laughs> twisty. Man, it's very twisty. Oh, man, I just opened up the Rotten Tomatoes reviews, and there's a lot of green. There's a lot of rotten. Huh. CNN reviewed this one, and it's actually the top one listed. I don't know why. That's interesting. He said Watchmen, the movie, he called it Watchmen, the movie, provides ample evidence that more is more, but less might have been closer to more, with two O's, as in the name. Oh, I get it. That is Antarctic, witty, and compelling. Punny. That is too punny to read aloud. You're right. (laughs) Richard Roper. Oh. He said, great book, mediocre adaptation. I agree. Pretty dead on. Podcast is over. There you go. <laughs> that's it. And there you have it, everyone. Also, Billy Crudup's first list in the cast in Rotten Tomatoes, and that sucks a lot. Boo. Billy Crudup sucks. The Boston Globe said, overall, Snyder has given us a watchman that's visually faithful to the original, to the point of panel-by-panel fetishism, and that may be enough for many members of the cult. That's fair, too. I can see that. The Washington Post says, sad to say, the much-anticipated adaptation of the world's most celebrated graphic novel is long, dull, and sinks under the weight of its reverence for the original. Also spot on. I, yeah, I don't Nailed disagree it. with any of these. Both positive and negative reviews. Says the guy who didn't read the comic. It's true. <laughs> and the Seattle, Times, the Seattle Times says, Watchmen plays as if the filmmakers were afraid to make their own mark. It's a transliteration rather than a translation from one medium to another. Yes. A too often lifeless homage. Well, we like don't... way you said homage. I made it fancy. Homage. I feel like that's what Seattle Times would have done. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Well, we don't have the 1980s alien vagina penis. Right. So the movie is not afraid to deviate where it needs to deviate because you could never shoot that, obviously, especially with the CGI of the Times like we discussed. So I think you need to know Snyder a little bit and his his just appreciation for the graphic novel. And that's why he goes scene for scene, not because he's not not talented. Right. Because that's what... When you say start going scene for scene, it makes it sound like he's not talented. Right. Right. And that's the scary thing because we've seen him in Dawn of the Dead and we've seen everything he does is visually insane. It looks incredible. Beautifully done. But the story is always the thing that has the issue. Yeah. Why? Do you think he's bad at adaptation? Is that the issue with with Zack Snyder? Maybe he just doesn't know the right writers. Maybe he has bad taste. Could be the case too. What do you think would happen if Zack Snyder came to the MCU? I like the MCU. I don't want him to ruin it. No, I understand that. What do you think would be like visually stunning to see? Because if he did something like Doctor Strange, which yeah. visually oh. is insane. Yeah. Can I take back my answer for one of my favorite superhero movies, by the way? Because Doctor Strange is a perfect movie, too. Fire away. Dang. Nailed it. Good high five. That yeah, was a good solid. high five. No, I'm a huge fan of Doctor Strange. It's a great movie. Yeah. But what movie do you think Zack Snyder would have taken the MCU if he had the chance? Any character, doesn't matter who. Mjolnir flying in slow motion into someone's face and the would be and, so cool and the inevitable that blood cool. spread that's going to come from that that'd yeah. be a hell of a shot. Oh yeah, I would have let Snyder do Dark World. A Thor? Yeah. Well, that would have saved Dark World. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right, but still. Um. Yeah, Thor makes sense, but even the more modern guys think of those because I mean we're on we're on Phase Two. We're, we haven't seen any. We're starting Phase Four with Spider. Or that's what I meant. <laughs> phase Two times Two is Phase Four. <laughs> that yeah. Right. You know, yeah, yeah. Right. 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 Nailed it. Yep. I always look at that as. 
the Kevin Feige, as he calls it now, the Infinity Saga. Yeah. Leading up through Endgame. That's why I consider that phase one. Okay. I feel like, yeah, there was phases in between, in, but no, this is the whole thing put together now. And I think after we get to Endgame, new life. Phase two. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure. If you're trying to save yourself, yeah. Yeah, definitely. If, you, if you're backpedaling hard, that's... <laughs> if you're in a corner and you need to find a way out, phase two. It would have to be some kind of character that's larger than life. Some kind of... Like an ant? Man? No. Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Steven doesn't like Ant-Man. I disdain Ant-Man. Why don't you like Ant-Man? Never seen the movie? Hate the premise. That's enough for me. Good enough? You ever seen Honey, I Shrunk the Kids? Sure have. Did you like it? I did. Okay. There's a big ant, Matt. There is a little big people. Ant. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right away, you have things messing around with sizes. Have you heard about Brian's fascination with statues in Batman Returns? How sometimes he doesn't like larger statues, sometimes he doesn't like smaller statues. No, These statues are real unsettling for some reason. Just the one statue. Well, two. There's two of them. Ant Man's a, a movie that plays around with size. I have no issues with that. I movie. think Doctor Manhattan Ant-Man? is. Yeah, it's terrific. Ant Man's terrific. I think Doctor Manhattan's a. He's a man who can go big. He gets big, but he, he sucks. He sucks because of his consistency. So I support Brian's right to be an inconsistent human, and I myself am yeah. an inconsistent human. Hey, why did Dr. Manhattan reach that skylight saying he was disappointed in Ozzy Man instead of just going, you're a meat, you're a meat wad now, just blasting him to hell? He went to reach, and it was very dramatic. And <laughs> nice. <laughs> reached to the skylight and tried to grab Ozzy Man, and Ozzy Man dove away. Well, and he he should have just blasted him. But really, he should have been able to see the future and know that Ozzy was going to move and just aim farther he away. Also, why does why does Doctor Manhattan blow up Rorschach? Because he wants to reveal the truth. But if Doctor Manhattan, no can one's going to believe future, Rorschach. Rorschach's on the FBI most wanted list. We learned that in the movie. No one's going to believe him. And if Doctor Manhattan can see the future, he knows that the journal's already been delivered to the press. Right. So why blow up the plot yeah, hole strikes right. again? There's, there there's plot, plot hole strikes again. Movie. You sure did. Nailed it. Neat. Probably because the gorgeous shot of the Rorschach. Ink blot test that's left in the snow. It is so nice. It is pretty cool. It's that's, a very good shot. That's that's the only reason. Well, let's, let's make him into a, a blood Rorschach. I'm going to pull this thing back on track for a hot second. Okay. Our good friend. Roger Ebert. What do you think he gave this movie? Two and a half stars. It's out of four-ish, we think. We don't know. The, on Google, it shows five stars, but we've only ever seen a maximum of four. Dave, I'm going to flex some spandex-clad muscle right yes, now and, and ask you to never talk to me as if I don't know this show inside <laughs> and out ever again. Spandex-clad? You're uh, naked. You're very naked. Your your blue penis is less distracting now than it was at the beginning. Got me there. distracting. Grown to love it. Got me there. Grown to love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm very aware of the Ebert scale. Um, yeah. I, I agree with Brian's two and a half. That feels right. Well, you shouldn't. Uh-oh. He gave it a four what? out of four. What? Who is he? Roger Ebert loved this movie. I don't understand. He has a problem with super sex. He, they're not super though. They're not. There's super no powers. These are just two Dr. Manhattan boning is. in the sky. Doctor Manhattan is never boned. He didn't get it up. Flash of blue. He's got thumbs that taste like batteries. Not wrong. It's pretty close. After the revelation of the Dark Knight, here is Watchmen, another bold exercise in the liberation of the superhero movie. It's a compelling, visceral film. Sound, images, characters combined into a decidedly odd visual experience that evokes the feel of the graphic novel. I'll pause there for a second. Steven reacted. Go on. I'm taking it in. All right. I'm taking it in. It seems charged from within by its power as a fable. We sense it's not interested in a plot so much as with the dilemma of functioning in a world losing hope. Interesting that he's like, hey, no plot, four stars. That is strange for him. Yeah. How old do we think Ebert was in 2009? I, he was five years away from death. 
Okay. So whatever he was, minus five. (laughs) (laughs) Deal. (laughs) Interesting way to look at that. I like it. I'm wondering if he sees some nostalgia, which is also plastered. He died in 2013, I think. I don't know. Go on. Nostalgia, plastered. Yeah, uh, some nostalgia that is plastered all throughout the movie, and maybe he related to that because old guy's gonna old guy sometimes. That's true. That's fair. Old guys. I don't think he was. Was he talking at this point? Well, I don't know. I don't know. He had the the jaw cancer thing, and then the jaw went away, and he stopped doing the talking, and he did the 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 tip type tape the type the typing thing. Yeah, I don't know. He says, as we do with the sandwich, the film is rich enough to be seen more than once, Hmm. which is we've discussed. Hard to do. No, it is. I don't know. We've both seen it more than once. I've seen it more than once, and now Brian's seen it. And Never again. Okay. He says, I plan to see it again, this time on IMAX, and we'll have more to say about it. I didn't look up the review. I don't care. Nope. I'm not sure I understand all the nuances and implications, but I am sure I had a powerful experience. It's not as entertaining as The Dark Knight, but like the Matrix films, Lord of the Rings, and The Dark Knight, he brought it up again. Ugh. In the same sense, he brought up The Dark Knight twice. Losing it, man. It's going to inspire fevered analysis. I don't want to see it twice for that reason, however. But mostly just to have the experience again. Why in IMAX? So you I don't can know. Be he bored? brought the Dark Knight twice in the same sentence. <laughs> Why did he do that? <laughs> you got to go in IMAX so you can really it's get typed. a good. You can see it. Good shot of that penis. Wow. Do you think the penis come? No, because it get, doesn't get erect ever. Nope. Was there anyone else ever attached to this thing? Oh boy, was there. This movie was in development since like the eighties. Well, it came out in eighty-six. The comics. Yeah, and um. And Alan Moore sold the right, the movie rights to it early in his career. When he wasn't all Rob Zombie, Odin. He probably child. was. He was. Just like, he was just like young Rob Zombie, Odin child. <laughs> um, Tim Burton was at one point interested in directing the film. So you can obviously tell that the comedian would be played by Johnny Depp. Because that's what he does. Um, other people who are attached to it, Sigourney Weaver as Sally Jupiter. John Hurt, Robin Williams, Doug Hutchinson, Daniel Craig, Simon Pegg, Glenn Hansard, and Sean Penn is Rorschach. Time out. Okay. Hard time out. Daniel Craig, why is he popping up a lot? Daniel Craig has been popping up a lot lately. That's strange. He popped up, what was it, last week? Thor. Okay. Two weeks ago. As Odin, right? Or Loki? As Thor. Are all these for just the comedian? (laughs) That was Rorschach. That was Rorschach. Rorschach. Where was Glenn Hansard? Rorschach. Do you know who Glenn Hansard is? No. Glenn Hansard wrote all the music and starred in the movie Once. Once is a fucking phenomenal musical. Okay. I will not hide it. Not familiar with it. I love me some movie musicals. Sure. Huge fan. Oh, I didn't know that about you. Yeah. Big fan. Makes my fan a... question earlier seem kind of silly. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I it's to. fine. But when you look at Glenn Hansard, he's a tall Irish bloke, if you will. I'll pull it up here. Yeah, he's got the red hair then, right? He does have the right well, hair that's... for it. But he's such a gentle guy. Yeah. And he's a musician and all that stuff. Well, it doesn't make any sense. He had just won an Oscar two years before for Best Original Song for Falling Slowly for Once. No notes needed for that. Wow. That's showing you a picture of Glenn Hansard. He's, yeah. he's far too handsome to be Rorschach. That's true. I agree. Jack Earl Haley is fantastic as Rorschach. Oh, yeah. And he was one of the only actors who was actually alive when they first started talking about this movie. Well, he also heavily petitioned for this movie because he was the only one who knew what Watchmen he was. The only was one. Exactly. Right? Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan actually turned down the role because he read the first three pages and thought it was a cameo. Yeah, which is amazing. I heard he got the part because he came into the audition just really just I, grumbly. I buy, that. I buy that. Yeah. Seems like and the type of guy would do that. Matthew Good had never read the graphic novel either. He called a friend and said, hey, should I do this? And he was like, yeah, definitely. And the same exact thing happened with Patrick Wilson. Where did Matthew Good even go from here? Because I know... I don't know. He doesn't look familiar to me at all. Antarctica. 
<laughs> right. Right. Well, Matthew Good, I remember he did a really, really big part in Downton Abbey. Oh. Yeah. Big fan of that, too. Okay. So, sure. Uh, Do you want to hear some of the alternate? He also Dr. did Manhattan's? Stoker. He did the movie Stoker, which is based on Alfred Hitchcock's Shadow of a Doubt, which okay. is fantastic. Hmm. And that movie shot all sorts of fucked up like. You'd like it, maybe. I don't know. It's well, a I weird like, movie. I like how ambiguous that was. Yeah. Fitting. I, I might like it. Yeah, you might like it. Uh, Dr. Manhattan was almost played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Should have been. Dolph Lundgren. Should have been. Or Keanu Reeves. Should have been. All of those are terrible. They're all not Billy Crudup, though. That's, That's what counts. Comedian Tommy Lee Jones, Gary Busey, Ron Perlman. Can you imagine? <laughs> Can you Im- no, I'm going to have you read that again because I didn't hear a damn thing you said because I'm busy thinking about Keanu Reeves as Dr. Manhattan. Sure. Of him going, whoa. <laughs> I know the future. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hot off the heels of the Matrix, too? Ten years no, it's later. not. It's ten, ten years, years later. later. <laughs> Why do I always feel like everything Keanu Reeves is rumored as is hot off the heels? Of I don't the know, Matrix. but the, I mean, it's he, always Roger like Ebert said the Matrix in this review as well. Yeah, well, there you go. Maybe it's because he's, he's got that. Whoa, <laughs> I know kung fu. I know the future. Fair. Who who'd you just say? The comedian. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones, Gary Busey. Cool. Very cool. Love it. Ron Perlman, Thomas Jane. They're all great. Thomas James is the one I hate the least. No, I hate the most, actually. Okay. He's, Ron- yeah, he's the worst out of that group. It needs to be big. Yeah. Real big. Definitely. Night Owl 2, Richard Gere, Kevin Costner, John Cusack, Joaquin Phoenix. All too old. I and think they, that, weirdly enough, Patrick Wilson's the right Patrick one. Wilson. <laughs> Patrick Wilson's the right Those one. He names. looks like the comic character. Yeah, he really does. And he's doughy like yeah. the comic character. A little and, less doughy, but still doughy. But doughy, yeah, and, right. and he invokes some sympathy for you. That he doesn't deserve because you dislike him at the same time. He works. Patrick Wilson works. Yeah. 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 Nathan Fillion was up for the role of either the comedian or Night Owl. Open ended. Jamie Lee Curtis, Hilary Swank, Jessica Beale, and Hilary Duff up for Silk Spectre 2. That's awful. All of those are awful. They actually got it right then, if that's the case. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I said, these are all rumored from the 80s and on. So not that all makes the sense. old ones. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And then uh, for Ozzy, we got Tom Cruise and Jude Law. I think they anticipated this movie having a much bigger budget than it did. Yeah. The budget for this is 130 million, so it's nothing. That's to, nothing to scoff at. Yeah, it didn't not do well in box office. Yeah, but if it was Sigourney Weaver and Daniel Craig and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Gary Busey, well, maybe not Gary Busey. Why? Kevin Costner. It'd be great. Nathan Fillion. Real distracting. Jamie Lee Curtis and Jude Law. It'd probably be a more expensive movie. But Busty would just been a normal tabby cat. Yeah, I love it. Hold on, is there a Cinema Cats for the weird cat? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I was under the impression that Cinema Cats is more like house cats. Not strange Egyptian giant cats? <laughs> with I'm actually wondering antlers. how Cinema Cats does this because it seems like they just, whatever the person's watching at the time. Yeah. Like this one's Lady Macbeth from 2016 from BBC Films is the first one listed here. It just shows pictures of a cat eating off a, a plate. There's a cat. And that's fine. There's a lot of the same picture. It's, it's eating the same meal for a number of pictures. That's the problem with this cat here. You see, it's just, it's heads down, it's That's heads up, problem. and then it's heads fully up. But it's the same meal. Watchmen is so bad a movie, it'll make you mad at pretty little cats. Yeah, that's not a pretty cat. That thing looks like it just found a home. I'd like to think all cats are pretty. That's yeah. fa- that's a cat looking at a man in a coffin. Yeah. On Cinema Cats. And ominous. It's still cute. It is ominous. One of not ominous. What's that? Our one-star reviews on Amazon. Ooh, let's hear them. There are 1,935 reviews on Amazon for Watchmen. And I'm 700. And I'm looking at the director's cut. On the director's cut, first of all, it says Watchmen, director's cut by Malin Ackerman. There's no other names listed. (laughs) Hey, sometimes you know what you're looking for. Basically saying, bye, horny lady. 56% of these 
are one star. People who bought this movie also visited Mr. Skin. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably fair. Ahead of these one stars, this is interesting, this is from June 3rd, 2018. I bought the 4K version of this, but the disc was flawed, and every 30 minutes or so, it would choke up. There was a small visible bump on the surface of the disc, which I'm fairly certain was the cause of the problem. To make matters worse, the Blu-ray disc included is not the ultimate version, but the director's cut. Very disappointing. (laughs) I love that it's just people who can't find customer service. (laughs) From October 9th, 2018. Went on and on and on. Too many unnecessary parts. Went on so long that I just stopped watching. Horribly boring. And their title for it was Needed Editing Desperately. (laughs) I agree. From March 14th, 2019. That is last week. As of this recording. Well, to start off, it was delivered. What? This is another one where they couldn't type. Well, to start it off, when it was delivered, it said it was handed directly to a resident. That's me translating from this. Okay. No, the guy handed it to my neighbor and walked away without saying a word. Now moving on to the movie. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) He offers up exposition the same way the movie does. One star. (laughs) One star review. I love this movie and wanted the director's cut. I got it, and the whole case was falling apart, and I'm very upset about this. The disc is constantly falling out, and I'm scared to return it just for them and to send something worse. Overall, disappointed. I think his neighbor fucked with it. Neighbor probably fucked with it. Yeah. You can make me get your mail? Ruin this disc. <laughs> Rorschach is right, actually. The more and more that you guys go through these one-star reviews... People are garbage. The a more and more, these, I agree. Well, the thing is that a lot of these are not customer service issues. And a lot of them say horribly boring, slow, boring, way okay. too long. They're legit. Huh. And that's strange. That's unusual. This one's weird because it says heavily censored. What? From August 19, 2018. This was never meant to be a children's movie. All the censoring does is remove vital plot points. Amazon, if you're going to heavily censor content to cater to social activists, you need to clearly label it as censored and make the original version available alongside it. What were they watching? I don't know. I kind of want to see the censored I do too. There's a scene where Dr. Manhattan is sitting crisscross applesauce. With his penis out. Crisscross applesauce. (laughs) He's sitting crisscross applesauce (laughs) while floating in Mars. And from the angle you are, you should see Blue Asshole and you don't. Yeah. So I'm with this guy on heavily editing. Anatomically, (laughs) you kind of want to see Blue Asshole. (laughs) Yeah. A blue eye. If it it belongs there. (laughs) They cut it out. It's fake news and I'm pissed. (laughs) (laughs) I came here for one reason. Blue Asshole. I feel bad because whenever we do this, these are all real. All these one stars are real. That's uh, And that's kind of disturbing. And I, I just, I don't know how to feel about it. We said that this was a very polarizing movie. Yeah. Let's find out where it sits on our super stuff. Let's do that. I think that's important to do right now. One last one. For one star from August 15, 2018, it says, if you like politically correct movies, you may like this one. What? I turned it off as soon as I figured out what it was. I don't understand. Yeah, I'm not sure what movie yep, I ever just digest whatever that was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Did you happen to notice how Dollar Bill died? What's a Dollar Bill? Dollar Bill is one of the original Minutemen. He sure is. Okay. He got his cape. Oh, you mean Captain America. Wait a second. He got his cape caught in a revolving door An and Ender, got gunned Ender down. Mode site type situation exactly. here? Exactly. So he's a villain. He had a cape. All right. So did Night Owl. Also, Night Owl's snowsuit was awesome. Was it? Yeah. The white one? I'm sure I was looking at something else at the time. Naturally. Anyway, setting. This movie's too long. And I might like it. Oh, boy. And I don't know how to feel about that. Classic Dave. 
Uh, no, because I keep going back to the fact that I've watched this voluntarily in the That's past. True. Yeah. I own it on DVD for the director's cut. Oh, boy. And I think it visually looks great. It does. I, yeah. And you've watched it multiple times, Stephen. You cannot fight that. I've done a lot of things multiple times, Don't though. hide from your feelings. <laughs> Don't hide from your feelings. I've done a lot of things multiple times where I'm unhappy. Like? If, like? This is a, a PG-13 podcast, as I understand. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck. Shit. Piss. It's only been PG once. Yeah. 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 That hurt It was physically. a great episode. Uh, it's rough. Yeah, just going back to it, I, I don't know if that means it's a good movie. Um, it's... So are you a masochist? That's <laughs> what <laughs> it comes down to. There it is. <laughs> I'm hooded justice. That was me the whole time. Yep, that's the it. Noose, we knew yeah, it. The noose makes we sense now. knew it. <laughs> I have been meaning to tell you. Take your noose off. Yeah, right, right. You're, you're blue and your penis that's, is out and your noose is on. That's all I've got on I think you're going to go here. with yeah. like, erotic asphyxiation here or something like that. And that's weird. I really that's w- not what we are about here. In the Fortress of Pottery. Strangle the Dirty Dangle? What? Strangle the Dirty Dangle. Okay. Super stuff. Super stuff score. <laughs> Setting. It's New York and it's DC. It's New York. And that makes me uncomfortable. In the past. Yeah. And it's DC. And leaned in. Like, it's different than 85, obviously. Yeah. But I believe it. Did you notice how much emphasis they put on the Twin Towers being in the background? Yes. It was there, and also the Empire State Building was big time there. I'm going to go one. I agree with that. I kind of like that it's New York, and that's weird to me for a DC movie. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Because Philadelphia is real, and so is Paris. and Wonder Woman and Shazam? Yeah. I get it. All right. Style and tone. Zero. Really? Yeah. Well, the tone is there. The style's not. Nope. Hold on. Yeah, I would reverse that. Holy shit, they might both be there. I think it's a one. I think it has Fuck great me, source. It might be a one. I think it has great source material yeah. and it pulls from he it. He did just pull directly from yeah. the graphic. And okay. Massive reversal. Bam. Our super sidekick has just Influenced. slapped me in the face with his massive penis. <laughs> hero. Hero. Who? Who? Exactly. Who's the hero? I don't. Oh, I thought you were doing the Night Owl who's. Who? Oh. <laughs> That's very fair. I don't think there's any heroes. No. And I, no, think... I think all of them are, are too flawed. Except maybe Night Owl. I don't Night care Owl. about flaws. I really don't care about flaws. I just don't think there's any heroes. No. Night Owl is kind of, he seems like the like the, the do-good and... The aw shucks? He, yeah, he's definitely the aw shucks. Yeah. Whereas Rorschach is all about justice for the sake of justice, and no matter what the cause. Where's justice? Where's justice? Yeah. Rorschach takes a meat cleaver to a dog's head in this movie. That's true. He he actually attacks a man with dead dogs yeah. at a point. He throws dead dogs yeah. at a man. That's true. So, zero for hero? I think so. I think so. <laughs> Villains. Who? I don't know who the villain who? is. again? Is it Ozzy? Is we it... don't know if it's Ozzy. We don't know if it's Dr. Manhattan. It even though it's made is to it be... big it's... figure? It's very ambiguous. I'm going to go zero. Zero. Bam. Female characters. Zero. Zero. Definitely. They're, the horniness is through yep. the roof. Their props, I think Silk Spectre yep. sucks. Silk Spectre 1 is interesting, but she sucks. Yeah. I'm actually... Probably on the first I'm date. I'm flirting with a negative, <laughs> and I don't feel good about that. I feel the great last, about giving it a negative. The last negative we gave was last week for Toxic Avenger. Toxic Avenger, we gave a negative 1. A full-blown negative 1. And here... I mean, she punches people occasionally. Yeah. And that's a thing. Yeah. But she's just an item. Both Silk Spectres are just an item of sex. That's true. Throughout the entire movie. I'm going to go negative five. We're not doing negative five, Dave. Negative point five? Negative point two five. Oh, okay. (laughs) Negative five. Negative. Oh, boy. Negative point five is where I was. Negative. When I said negative five. five. (laughs) Not thinking. Are you frazzled by my blue penis being out? It's getting in my head. Whoa. Not yet. (laughs) No, that's that's the problem. Story and motivation. I'm struggling with this one. The story is all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. 
the story's there, but it's a mixed bag. It just doesn't it, make any it's sense. It's clunky. Yeah, if the story was told better, I would give it a full-blown one. Right. And the thing is, I kind of like the story. I like the movie story better than I like the graphic novel story. Oh, no. I don't like no. I don't like penis vagina as the villain or the the weapon. Okay, but if you're if you're and here's one of our plot holes is as soon as Rorschach puts out the truth, Dr. Manhattan's kind of vindicated. We don't really have anything. But who's going to believe Rorschach? That's the thing that's not being sure, discussed. But a giant alien invading the Earth gives the whole Earth reason to unite. Correct. But at the same time, the giant alien didn't invade Earth, air quotes, invaded New York. It made it a very small scale thing. Why is Russia, who's in a cold war with the United States, going to give a shit about New York? Where they're just going to lower their guard right away and say, hey, now we care. We're on your side for humanity's sake. What's, why is that going to make it? I understand the Cold War is a matter of not firing. It's how people are kind of on opposite sides of these folks do not want to escalate this further, but you have your two giant egos just going at each other. And it's really just a battle of words. What's different than what we're doing right now in the political society versus what is going on in the world? God damn it. Well, let me just tuck my blue penis in because I just got got. Yeah. I now agree. you know how it feels. <laughs> like Clerks, Clerks 2 style? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Turtle in the shell. He's over here. I'm convinced. In the lotion in the basket. But the thing is that when you look at it this way with the new ending here, and I think that I like the comic ending. I read the graphic novel ending first, and sure. I liked it. I sure. appreciate it. When I look at it here, is you see the screens going side to side of all these different cities getting attacked. All these cities look exactly the same. By well, the way. Yes. <laughs> but, but when you go across it, is it makes it a global threat. You don't think that a giant alien coming down from outer space... It only attacked one city. Yeah, okay, but you don't think after it's done with that city, it's going to move on? It will move on slowly to another city. Probably Philadelphia is closest. And who gives a damn about Philadelphia? Oh, you are... You know who who does? Billy Batson. Billy Batson does, and I apologize, everyone. (laughs) But it's not a global threat, yet. And the fact is, Dr. Manhattan is still a thing, and he's fighting for it. When you make the biggest threat in the universe, the thing that the United States is holding over everyone's head in Dr. Manhattan, saying, like, we got the big blue man. Yeah. He's going to take down Russia if they try any shit. And now he's the one attacking the entire world. You have to bend in order to fight this one no, you're right. singular villain. You're right. Because now Dr. Manhattan becomes the villain, but it's understood he's not the villain. So what does so, that mean in like zero, means MLI, zero MLI Shyamalan might as well have directed this last bit of it. Okay. Just say like, it's a twist. Do you get it? Hey guys. <laughs> hey. So on a scale of zero to one. What are we talking about? <laughs> story and motivation. Point five. Point five. Point five. I'm okay with that. Music. Zero. Zero. I hated it. I'm not going to fight with you guys on that. You're wrong, so you shouldn't. Well, the, the thing is, <laughs> I think that cover of Hallelujah is enough to warrant a zero. But it's a sex scene. It's real hot? Question mark? It's oh, not. yeah. It's not. Yeah, but it's the guy not. is just... Doughy. I was talking about the guy singing Hallelujah. Oh, I was, oh. Talking, I was thinking about Doughy. It's he... like watching a math teacher bone. It's not comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That's very appropriate. Impact on the genre. Zero. I don't think I had much of one. I do. Because DC never got away from it. And I think that a negative impact is an impact nonetheless. I don't know. They didn't get away from it. Was this Zack Snyder's first dip into that DC pool? Oh, I don't know about that. But I do know that this came out between Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises. Right. And that was was Chris Nolan going wild. Yeah. Over the Batman world, at least. This was Zack Snyder's first dip into the DC Comics universe. Okay. He did 300 before that. That's kind of iconic and separate entity, if you will. But, I mean, directly after this, he did Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul, Sucker Punch, Man of Steel, then Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. I so, want to be very clear that I disagree 
that this is part of the DC universe, though. It's DC adjacent. Sure. Yeah. I would say by title, like by not even title, by brand only. Right, right. right. It has nothing to do, even though we see a Batman thing right. in it. Yep. Yeah. Easter egg. It might be a zero. I think it is. I think it's a zero. I think anything that it has, yeah. it, it's borrowed from Dark Knight already. Teamwork. We do have to go teamwork because the parent thing. Right, because it's an ensemble In terms film, of teamwork? Kind of. Zero. Okay. Yeah, because... Uh... No. I'm going to go one. Really? Wow. Explain yourself. Okay. So, when you look at the Watchmen themselves, you look at the Minutemen, we see them in the past, and they're yes. all... We don't see anything that they do as a team. No. Who gives a damn? We actually when see look at the Watchmen, do things individually. That last scene... This is going to sound bananas. The last scene... On Antarctica, yep. when they're all with Dazi Man and he's talking about his whole plan and they're going through it, yeah. there's kind of an understanding. There is and there isn't. But the fact that there is has to be addressed yeah, and has to be taken serious. They it's, kill Rorschach and then Night they Owl They kill Rorschach eventually. But, you know what, though? But I even think that that's Rorschach playing along because he takes off his face. He does take off his face. And I'm amazed we went this far without talking about this scene yeah. because it's great and terrible at the same time yeah. for two different actors. Do it! First off. <laughs> he acts the Fuck he out acts that the, role. Most yeah. of the movie with a mask on, and he still conveys That's this true. just disappointment. He has the soft do it, and then it just yeah. full blown do it in Doctor Manhattan just zaps him he into the ink block. Yeah, I and, think that's Rorschach playing a game though. I think he knows if he gets killed there, that it lends more credibility to his journal that he already dropped off. That's possible. Who's who's going to give a damn about a man who was randomly killed on Antarctica? Yeah. I mean, if you have a journal documenting all the stuff that happens and now he's dead, you're but more Rorschach likely to was already it. A, he was already kind of a phantom and hard to find. They only found him once in this movie where the he fell into a trap with Moloch. Was that his name? Yeah. How he was there and he was dead. So he fell into that trap. That was the only time they really knew who Rorschach was because he, that was the first time he popped up on the radar. He's been kind of inconspicuous. Well, you said yourself that he's on the FBI most wanted list. He is, but that doesn't mean anything. It means that he's hiding. So he only physically popped up once. So Rorschach's very hidden. Therefore, who gives a damn if he dies? It depends on what he said before he died. I mean, it was and probably he has in his head an as he talks. entire journal yeah. that he dropped off. But we heard a lot of his journal. Yeah, we did. So we know what the, the press has and We're, what it's going to do. We're talking teamwork. Hold on. In oh, terms okay. of teamwork. In terms is, of teamwork. All right. You have Rorschach and, and Night Owl Tool. Tool. <laughs> I can't stop doing it because he is a fucking tool. <laughs> um, they're partners. Fine. Silk Spectre 2. Yeah. Partner. They're all there. You have the Aussie man who's there, and he's the other one he's there. He's not a partner. He's the opposite of a partner. He he's the opposite, very but he's Dr. very Manhattan, closely, though. but he worked yeah. very close to Dr. Manhattan. He tricked Dr. Manhattan. He didn't work with him. Right, but you have all... He did trick him, but then Dr. Manhattan even said, like, you're right. That doesn't mean it's a good team, though. Neither but can Don't when, work All right, him. so what's the point of this movie? Good question. It's to find world peace. Because you're dealing with the Cold War, you're dealing with Russia versus United States and Nixon versus whoever the Russian leader is at this time. It's probably Putin. I don't know, but probably. <laughs> it's always but Putin. that's what you're dealing with. And the fact is, is that you have Ozymandias, Ozyman, comes down and he says, hey, this is my plan. This is what we're doing. Dr. Manhattan, you're now the villain. Also, you have no connection to humanity anymore. You can fuck right off and no one's going to give a damn yeah. because everyone's going to be after you. Therefore, that we've now brought, to me. we've brought peace in full teamwork. <laughs> hey, you get the fuck off my planet, teamwork. You're going to be a Martian now. Yeah. Well, there's, you know what they say. There's no Earth in team. That's right. All right, I'm willing to go 0.25. <laughs> I'll lower it significantly. Wow. I was going to say 0.5, but yeah. Oh, they'll go 0.5. Gladly. Right. I was trying to meet I think, you halfway between the I zero. Think half, the, half the team works together and the other half is... They all work together. It's just for they, they're all a strange reason. They're all self-serving, though. 100%. 0.5. One liners. 0.5. Zero. Oh, how dare you? Really? I don't like it. 
Really? I don't like this one. I know you love to die on this hill, but... Uh-huh. This is... I will fall flat after I just argued one for teamwork. Big yeah. figure is outside Rorschach's cell. <sighs> He's saying, we're going to get you. Yeah. Rorschach, tall order. I like that a lot. Hysterical. Great. That's Rorschach be Rorschach. I love... The heavy yeah. set guy is now song through the, the, yep. the cell. Yeah. Fat chance. Fat chance. Great. Those are great. Brilliant. Also, earlier when he's when he's in the the cafeteria, and he's like, you guys, are, I'm not stuck in here with so you're you. You're talking about you're a single a single small point in this movie, which is just the jail. For did you write down one liners? I did. Fuck yeah! I love All right. you. <laughs> I have well one. I enjoyed yeah. it so much, and it's still from that jail scene. Rorschach had a, a hell of a time in jail. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Uh, he meant. Let me let me find it he, exactly. He threw greasy French fries on a man, and that man died. And that he man sure died. Did. Uh, so while he smashes this man's head through the, the toilet, uh, never disposed of sewage with a toilet before. Obvious, really. <laughs> I had to pause and give That's myself great. a good giggle. A good it was chuckle? great. It was great. It's very good. Okay. I'll go one. There I'll cave. Wow. I'll gladly cave. No, because the fact that you had to pause it. And yeah. in Toxic Avenger, I had to pause it multiple times. Yes. Yeah. Because I was laughing so yep. hard. And I, I missed what happened. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Okay. It was significant enough to think, I got to bring this one to the guys. Give me that, su- that Our super stuff. Final score. super stuff score for Watchmen is three and a half. Fair. That appropriate. That checks and out. Fair. What's it? What's it sandwich between? Um, I wish I could do some point shaving and, and actually make it fall short of three and a half. But, <laughs> but because I am such an avid fan of the show, I'll I'll play by the, the by the rules. Good for you. Thanks. It's sandwiched. <laughs> it's sandwiched between Toxic Avenger and Star Kid. Appropriate. Strangely, Star Kid. You ever seen it? I have because of this Did show. You? Yeah. Good for you. Yep. Just give me your star kid thoughts. Your hot take. Did that teacher fuck a student at some point in her career? Yes. Good. <laughs> Obviously. That's not even a question. Yeah. Uh, I think the super suit, I, the star kid suit, I, what are we ass. calling that again? Got an ass. Yeah. Would you rather a, an You're, you're reading my mind, sir. An you're reading my mind. correct blue ass or a fake alien metal ass <laughs> there we go uh i i think dr manhattan and the star kid suit can have a lot to talk about that's fair that's where i'll go with ass that talk. One. Yeah. it'll yeah. be a lot of ace ventura can i ask <laughs> <you>? <laughs> yeah. brian what are we talking about next week we've discussed a couple times already next week we're going to be talking about shazam we sure are it's pre-recorded full disclosure yeah we saw it it's already recorded we don't want to put it out until the world gets a chance to see it because we were lucky enough to see a sneak peek yeah i get to be the fanboy for once do you ever. It's exciting. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all of that nonsense. Like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Caped Podcasters. And if you have any questions, comments, stories, jokes, opinions. Green Lantern's a good movie. Ah, see, you can fight him on that. We have one of our most prolific emailers in the room right now. Right. So. Mogadishu! And he has not there come he at is. me yet for Green Lantern. So, which uh, means it's a good opinion, which means it's perfect. No, you are so wrong, <laughs> sir. You can email all of those thoughts and whatevers to keeppodcasters at gmail.com. Next week, Shazam. Wow. Shazam! The Captain Marvel boy. Same pod time, same pod channel. So, Brian, that's Watchmen. That's Watchmen. What do you think happens post-credits? We cut to this this newspaper where this guy's going through 
Walter Kovacs journal. Rorschach. Rorschach's journal, yeah. And uh, he's on about page four, five, something very early in the journal. That's specific. And there's a there's a note there that says it was a it was a dark night, and uh, Eddie came to me, and I just let him do it. Oh, Eddie! Eddie raped Rorschach. <laughs> <laughs> the comedian raped. What do you Rorschach. think Rorschach's face looked like with the whole moving Rorschach? Oh, images? you definitely have like like the middle and like yeah. a perfect circle, like a, like a, like a, ooh face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a Mister Billow face. Exactly. Yeah. Oh no, <laughs> Stephen. What do you think happens? I think we cut to back when Doctor Manhattan is just reappearing as Doctor Manhattan. Uh, first, it's a nervous system, right? And then the skeletal system. It's a cool scene. I yeah. think just as he starts to form genitalia. <laughs> <laughs> and he's deciding how jacked he's going to be, how tall he's going to be, sure. what weird black makeup he's going to put around his eyes. <laughs> right, right. He spends at length deciding how large the penis should or shouldn't be. <laughs> just sits there with a ruler between yeah, his legs. Yeah. In a mirror. <laughs> Kind of, kind of wild billing it, you know, tucking it in and right. seeing what does and doesn't look right. Uh, and then he finds his Goldilocks moment, and and we decided to flash it and small for the rest of the movie. That's it. It's just right. Brilliant. He spends so much time doing it though that he forgot to give himself an asshole. Right. <laughs> Dave, what do you think happens? What I think happens is we get a little bit of the DC extended universe here. Oh. And right at the end of the movie, right when Rorschach gets blown up. On Antarctica, we just see a pair of boots land. And we hear, Don, 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 Don. That's Superman. And Superman's here. Okay. And what Superman goes is, what the fuck did you guys just do? What was the point of any of this? And Superman goes, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to fix <laughs> And he takes off, and he starts flying backwards around the planet and reverses time. The United States is still at, at the Cold War with Russia, but we're happy as, as fans of comic books and superheroes. <laughs> there you go. That's fair. Superman saved the day. Again, the same way. The same way. <laughs>